on WARFradio.com. That's the website address, WARFradio.com. And at the ground, delay free on 89.1 FM. And coming up in one hour's time on VFLW.TV, this is the VFL Women's Match of the Day, Weemstown and North Melbourne from Point Jelly Brand. I'm Peter Holden. Great to have you on this Saturday afternoon where the weather forecast has been a bit iffy. They did suggest it could be okay in 18. There has been a bit of drizzle around uh, lunchtime. It is overcast, but it is a comfortable 17 degrees with a coolish northerly wind. We are looking forward to this game because North Melbourne are looking to keep their VFLW finals campaign alive. Williamstown is looking to act the spoiler like they did last week when they forced a draw against Carlton. Coming up in about five minutes' time, we'll be catching up with North Melbourne VFLW coach Steph Binder. And then at about 1.20, we'll hear from Williamstown coach Penny Kula-Reed. And also, what's the latest? What's going on in AFLW, particularly as negotiations seem to drag on? And everyone's asking, when will this season number seven finally kick off? And then, of course, at 2 p.m., we have got bounce down here between Williamstown and North Melbourne. But we have another deputant here on WARFradio.com. We've gone to the reserves. We've gone looking for someone because all our commentators keep getting poached. You probably heard Brenton Paul on the AFL.com.au stream uh, earlier today. But it's our great pleasure to have from 3WBC joining us for the first time on Special Comments today. A very good afternoon to Ben Taylor. Good afternoon, Pete. It's uh, wonderful to be here, mate. And uh, it's going to be a very, very important game well, for both of these teams, but North Melbourne in particular, still a, a slim chance that they can uh, plan some finals action uh, in the VFLW. Looking at conditions, uh, the ground's holding up well because obviously they've just resurfaced it. And as much as we've had the light drizzle, if anyone comes along to the ground today to watch, I'd say the weather's like, put on a shirt and a light jumper and you'll be fine. So even though the breeze is coolish, it's not freezing cold as you well and truly know it can get here at Williamstown. Yes, uh, spent a little bit of time down here back in my earlier years uh, in the competition uh, down here at Williamstown. It does get very, very cold down here. But look, the starting to clear up a little bit. Uh, the the ground is a little bit wet underfoot still at the moment, but very good drainage down here, so we shouldn't have a problem. Later, o'clock. later on, we'll go through the results so far from VFLW Round 12, and I'll give you a little teaser. There was almost the boil over of the year in one game. I won't say it was between, but uh, it would raise eyebrows, and that would have really thrown the cat amongst the pigeons in the finals race. Absolutely. Uh, I had a look at the scores uh, just before you got here, Pete, and... It was a very close one. Well, as we said, we've got Steph Binder coming up uh, for us very shortly, and we're going to be chatting to uh, Penny Kula-Reed. What is interesting out of this game, Benny, as well, is there's some Sydney players per se. Uh, uh, Williamstown has got a Sydney Swans Academy player, and North Melbourne have got a signed Sydney AFLW player. They do, but um, that's, that's good. For the for the competition, the girls uh, they're getting uh, they're getting seen in this competition. They're getting opportunities. Um, you know, they both come from different paths. But uh, look, um, any any players in this competition that can get acknowledged and, and get opportunities at a higher level, it's uh, all, all for the competition moving forward. So now Molly uh, is one of them, and Emily is one of them. Um, so yeah, look, uh, it's going to be a great afternoon of footy and. Yeah, Big contest ahead. 
And we'll be asking about Molly uh, with Steph Binder when she joins us in a few moments' time, plus some milestones for some uh, North, Melbourne AF, uh, North Melbourne VFLW players as well here at uh, Point Jellybrand as we count down to 2 p.m. on our match of the day. As we said, scores coming up, AFLW news as well, and also uh, not only with the CBA negotiation, but a number of players committing, including the breaking news that we heard this morning. Orla O'Dwyer who was rumoured to be chased by six clubs, rumoured that Carlton was going to throw the money at her to get her. She has said, no dice. The Irish woman is staying at the Lions. Oh, that's good news. That's really good news. And uh, sometimes money doesn't always talk, Pete. Most of the time it does, but not always. <laughs> well, you know, as we said, when, you, when we're talking part-time footballers, if someone says, oh, we'll take you from 20 or 30 grand, we'll throw a job on, you'll get 100 grand, you know, that is a big decision for anybody. This is not like men's footballers where it's an argument between 450 and 500 yeah no absolutely um you know it, it was a big decision but i'm sure she made it with the best interests for herself and and obviously if she's enjoying playing with the team that she's playing with at the moment and her teammates uh yeah it's all uh, all good, good and well so the Brisbane Lions managing to keep one of their uh, big stars for when they head into AFLW Season 7, of course, when that does begin. We're going to be hearing later on from uh, Daisy Pearce some comments that she made on SEN about where negotiations are at. But let's focus on VFLW. We're going to be having now on the line the head coach of North Melbourne in the VFLW, her first year leading the North Melbourne Kangaroos in this competition. A very good afternoon to Steph Binder. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. G'day, Steve. You've got Peter Holden and Benny Taylor with you here on the WolfRadio.com pre-game show. Um, having a look back at that game against Geelong last week, it was a very interesting second half. As much as you didn't get the score on the board, you seemed to bring Geelong's momentum to a grinding halt. What lessons were you able to take away from last week's game? Yeah, reviewing last week, it, we were um, really, of course, disappointed with uh, the result. Um, the turning point, really, we threw uh, Gibbo. Um, behind the ball was a plus line and we're able to stop the momentum and then from there we just really um, weren't able to capitalise on um, the way we wanted to move the ball and of course from the scoreline kicking eight, one goal eight it's going to be pretty hard to win from there. G'day uh, Steph, it's Ben Taylor up here, thanks for joining us today. Uh, uh, I see Annabelle Scott is uh, playing her 50th game today for the club. Yeah, absolutely. Scott is an absolute reprise that's played most of AFLW with Bulldogs, but we're so lucky to have her here at North uh, now. Um, just a, a real honest, hard-working inside mid, and I think her game's really stepped up another level this year, and um, it's really good to be able to celebrate that milestone with her. Can you talk us through the season that uh, Tess Craven's been having? Because particularly that game against Carlton, I thought her, her work effort was tremendous. Can you talk about what she's managed to achieve so far in VFLW 2022? Uh, Tess is spectacular. She's so clean with the footy and she just seems to have a lot of time and you're right her, her work rate is, is huge for, um, I think she'd only be 18 or 19 years old and you know with that hasn't played a lot of senior footy so each week that she experiences that slightly faster pace, that pace and more physical opponents she's just relishing and getting better and better so I think uh, next season um, with the AFLW she'll feature a lot more prominently. So Steph, uh, you're coming up against a William, Williamstown side today that have only had two and a half wins for the year, but what have you made of their recent form and uh, how are you going to combat them today? Yeah, I think Williamstown's going to be a really tough opponent. They're a really 
proud club. So, you know, they're always going to come out really hard. They're um, quite uh, good in their, their fast play and their surge, and we seem to struggle defending that in the past. So um, we're definitely not underestimating them, and no, it's going to be a, a really even battle today. And uh, Br- Brick Gibson, uh on social media this week you've been talking about Britt a little bit uh, tell us a little bit about her and what can we expect from her today uh, Gib- Gibbo's just the best like last week we started her up forward and she nearly beat uh, uh, three opponents all, all on her own and then when we needed her we threw her behind the ball and she was um, just really solid in defence She her footy knowledge is through the roof she's really relishing a sort of a leadership role in helping um, the lesser experienced girls come through so we know wherever we need to throw her with little, little um, sort of communication and advice, she'll just go out and, and get it done and, and lift everyone else around her. So keen for her to hopefully kick a bag today. Steph, a week is a long time in football, particularly in this finals race that you have between yourselves, Darabin and Collingwood for that sixth spot. You, you might have been ripping your hair out last week after Collingwood caused that surprise against Casey. But uh, have you got a bit of a spring in your step after seeing that result between Collingwood and the Bulldogs where... I think everyone would have been expecting Collingwood to get a percentage booster, but because they only just scraped over the line, particularly when percentage comes into play, the door may have just slightly opened a little wider for you. Yeah, the, we're definitely not out of finals contention and we're going to um, look to finish this season really strong in the hope that the numbers will fall our way. I actually thought watching some of the uh, Doggies-Collingwood game today that dogs might get up and then that would really open things up, but that wasn't to be and we still have a slight opportunity that we're going to do everything in our power to take advantage of. Well, Steph, thank you very much for joining us here on the pre-game show on wolfradio.com and we wish you all the very best as you take on the Seagulls here today at Point Jolly Brand. Thanks very much, guys. Go Roos. Thanks, Steph. Thank you very much to Steph Binder, the coach there of North Melbourne in the VFLW. We'll take this opportunity to take a break and when we return, we'll be catching up soon with the coach of the Weemstown Football Club in Penicula Reed. Oh, hi, I'm Maria from Sesame Street. And Elma's Elma. And we're here to talk about driveways. Driveways can be dangerous for children. Or little red monsters. So it's important for parents to always watch their children around them. Yeah, driveways are for cars, not for playing. That's right, Elmo. Play only in safe places away from driveways because people in cars may not see you. Uh, Elmo sees you, Maria. Tag, you're in. Oh, here I come, Elmo. <laughs> Remember, driveways are like roads. Always supervise, separate, and see. Learn more at kidsafevic.com.au. Hi, Kirk Pengilly from InXS here. And whether it's music, sweet things, puppies, movies, we all love our treats. But our eyes need treating too. 300,000 Australians, including me, are affected by glaucoma. Diagnosed early, glaucoma can be managed. Left undiagnosed, it can cause blindness. So treat yourself by treating your eyes to a simple test. Book your test at treatyoureyes.org.au today. Do you know what to do if you can't make it on election day? You may be able to vote at an early voting centre or apply for a postal vote. The federal election will be held on Saturday the 21st of May. All Australian citizens aged 18 years and over must vote. COVID-19 safety measures will be in place. Your vote will help shape Australia. To check early voting options and eligibility or to find your nearest polling place, go to aec.gov.au. Authorised by the Electoral Commissioner, Canberra. Life can be really tough when you or a close family member has cancer. But if you're 12 to 25, Canteen's in your corner. Canteen provides whatever practical and emotional support you need, from connecting you with other young people who get what you're going through, to helping you develop new skills to cope 
and just bringing back some fun into your world. So if cancer's messing with your life, check out canteen.org.au. And remember, canteen's in your corner. Storms are Australia's most costly natural disaster. Getting prepared now is the best way to protect people and to minimise damage to your property. Keep your gutters, downpipes and drains clear and stash any loose items in yards or on balconies. Trim any trees and branches hanging too close to your house and keep your roof in good repair. For emergency help, call the SES on 132500. Indeed, it is the VFL Women's Match of the Day here on WARFradio.com. At the ground, delay-free on 89.1 FM. And also, you can catch us on VFLW.TV at 2 p.m. 2 p.m. is the bounce-down time for Wimstown and uh, North Melbourne. We might take this opportunity, uh, Ben, to quickly go through some scores from the VFLW so far before we uh, catch up with that. Penny Kuller reed the coach of Williamstown. Uh, the early game today was Collingwood and the Western Bulldogs. The AIA Centre, I think a lot of us went, oh, geez, this, this could be a flogging. This could be Collingwood building up their percentage. Uh, that didn't happen in the end. Um, the score, 5-6-36 Collingwood, only getting over the line by 10 points against the Western Bulldogs, 4-2-26. No, it was a pretty tight game for the whole contest, really. And um, look... Um Obviously a game that we all thought Collingwood were, were going to win pretty convincingly, but uh, the Bulldogs really fought it out at home, or against the Collingwood at home, and look, it was a pretty tight contest, and I don't think the weather conditions uh, would have helped Collingwood too much. It probably kept the Bulldogs in it for a little bit longer, um, but a great fought-out effort by the Bulldogs just fell short. Indeed, uh, at one stage, as you said, two goals up the Bulldogs, and everyone thought, oh, geez, if they knock off Collingwood... Hello, North Melbourne are alive because North Melbourne really do need Collingwood to lose that final game against Geelong to get in. But that would have really put things uh, going well for them. Um, 5-6-36 to 4-2-26, as you said. The other game, which was the AFL.com.au stream game of Preston City Oval. Brent Sternberg and uh, Paul Sebastiani called that one. You can catch the replay on VFLW.tv. Uh, Geelong, 9-6-60 over the Darabin Falcons, 1-2-8. Yeah, pretty one-sided affair. Obviously, when you get these AFL-aligned uh, clubs, uh, it's pretty tough going for some of these unaligned clubs. Uh, Geelong, far too strong for Darabin today. However, that might have uh, given North Melbourne a little bit of a leg up uh, if they can get a win this afternoon. Yeah, indeed, because as you said, everyone would have been expecting Collingwood to win heavily and therefore that percentage booster would have um, would have almost put North Melbourne out of reach. But because North Melbourne played the Bulldogs this week, if North Melbourne win today and North Melbourne get a percentage booster next week, then they are in that conversation when they play their final game of the year as they come up against uh, the uh, Southern Saints in the very final game yeah, of so, the season. So Paige Scott today for Geelong, uh, booting five, so as a... Pretty good day out for her. Indeed. We're just about ready to catch up very shortly with uh, Penny Kula-Reed, the coach of the uh, Weemstown Seagulls, as we uh, talk about their, of course, uh, draw last week against Carlton, which uh, upset the apple cart. It certainly did. Uh, another game. Uh, defensively, Weemstown set up quite well, and I thought last week defensively they were really, really good. Um, they didn't 
they didn't score. Well, neither team could score in the first quarter. It was three points to to no score. But uh, Williamstown just plugged away and um, yeah, managed to grind out a draw, which was terrific. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Penny's just pulled aside for a moment, so uh, she'll be with us in a sec or two to be able to chat with. We do remind you tomorrow's games as well that are coming up. Uh, Carlton will be playing the Southern Saints. And then, of course, the big game, Hawthorne and Essendon. That game was originally advertised as an 11.30 a.m. bounce down, but due to the VFL men's game uh, being moved from 2 p.m. to 12 p.m. and being a Channel 7 game, the VFL women's match has been brought forward to 9.30 a.m. and will be on air at 8.30 a.m. Bring out the bacon and egg McMuffins for the commentary team. Yeah, hopefully uh, you get a good game tomorrow, Pete. Um, Both two teams are in form. Both two teams are in form and... Yeah, a bit of a mix-up with the fixture, but uh, I'm sure you'll be there, mate. And uh, it'll be a great afternoon. I'm sure Boxy will look after you. Yeah, I, I hope so. In fact, it, it's so much so. This, this is how much it, it's messed things up with the um, with the schedule for us. Um, there's no train that will get me from work at 7 a.m. to get to the ground by around 7.30 a.m. to start the technical setup. So I'm literally having to pay about 50 bucks in an Uber to go from the city to Box Hill you're to be able commi- to get to the ground. You're a committed man, top. Pete. But uh, <laughs> look, mate, you best thing that happened to this competition so i'm glad i'm working alongside you today <laughs> thank you very much for that compliment way too kind but the 300 game was last week 302 no one cares about me anymore it's simple as that <laughs> we're about to head down boundary side here on the WARFradio.com game of the day and of course coming out 2 p.m on vflw.tv but right now we are going down boundary side and we are catching up with the coach of Williamstown in the vflw very good afternoon to penny kula reed yeah, welcome to Williamstown. Typical Williamstown weather. Actually, I dis- I disagree. The trees are not blowing over and it's not a roaring gale, Penny. Oh, you're lucky you're sheltered up there, but down here there's a bit of a gale happening. Oh, it, it looks like, but maybe we're in the corporate facility, so we're, we're a little bit spoiled up here. Um, how, how's the side feeling after last week? Yes, it's a draw and sometimes draws can feel awkward, but in a notch in your belt, you've virtually put an end to somebody's finals campaign. Uh, that's kind of nice to hear, but not really. It would have been nice to get a win. Um, but, yeah, draws are really interesting. I think for us, it's just continuing the process. You know, unfortunately, we had a couple of girls out um, with the under-23 All-Stars playing on the Sunday, so missing a couple of scoring opportunities for us. But, you know, again, this is, this is part of what it is and part of the pathway. So great that other girls got the opportunity to play and pull on the Willie jumper. Hi, Penny. How are you? It's Ben Taylor up here. Uh, it's... Uh Wonderful to be down here at Williamstown today. Uh, I just thought last week you would have been really happy defensively. I thought uh, keeping Carlton scoreless to half-time uh, was a terrific effort. Shani uh, Whiting uh, leading the, the way last week. Yeah, it's one of our things we've been working on is our ability to try and defend teams. Um, the other half of the ground, though, that's probably where our issue is. But, yeah, Shani's been a, a great addition to our program this year. She's come back from uh, South Australia and has just really um, solidified herself down back. You know, we might see if we can sneak her up forward to uh, get that scoring power that we need. One name that we haven't seen so far is Amika Manua. What can you tell us about her? Yeah, so Kiki. Um, Kiki's actually come from the Western Jets program. She um, played in the grand final uh, against Dandenong Stingrays a couple of weeks ago and then came down to training and I I don't know what it is. She just showed something. Um, And she uh, got the opportunity last week with a few outs and then, you know, played extremely well. So we were like, all right, kid, let's see if you can back it up um, against a quality side like North Melbourne. 
So, Penny, uh, another name on the list today that I see is Emily Eaves, uh, a Sydney Swans Academy player that you've got across to Williamstown. Uh, it must be terrific to have her on board, and she's been a pretty prominent midfielder for your side this year. Yeah, yeah, and um, been a great addition to our program. We actually had a conversation with her uh, manager a couple of weeks ago, and she was looking for an opportunity to come down to Melbourne and play some VFL footy. Uh, just due to the competition up in Sydney, it probably wasn't at the level that she needed to be to push her case for drafting. She had a couple of conversations with uh, a few GWS girls that we had in the program last year, and they couldn't speak highly enough of uh, Williamstown. So here she is playing a couple of games. Uh, I convinced her to stay for one more this week, uh, but unfortunately she's back home next week. She's on placement for uni. So this will be her last game for us. Um, so let's hope she can crack in and give us a, a good um, hit out from the middle. And since you've been at Williamstown, obviously... Uh 2019 grand final win uh, with Collingwood in the VFLW and coming into the Williamstown program and then COVID uh, sort of having a couple of interrupted seasons with the girls. Uh, how have you found uh, the transition from Collingwood to Williamstown and, and the club and in general? Yeah, I guess that's a question I get asked quite often is the difference between being at Collingwood and a standalone club is, you know, we are the number one club here. Uh, we hide ourselves pretty proudly at Williamstown in terms of our um, one club mentality with the men's program and the women's program. Uh, we've actually got one of the men's coaches who's our head of, uh, who's a coaching director in Jeff Andrews. So he's been an extreme, extreme um Guided for me up in the box and just during training and making sure that all my um, T's are crossed and my do- I's are dotted. But I think for me, you know, it's really easy to coach a team that's playing well. Uh, and for me as a coach, if I'm going to get better, I need to know what it's like to coach a team that's not playing well or not have the quality of player and really develop those individuals. And I think this year, statistically, we've shown that we've improved. Um, unfortunately, we haven't got the wins on the board, but I think we're a much competitive team than we have been in the last couple of years. Penny, what's the attitude you take into today's game with the group? Do you mention North Melbourne trying to make the finals? Do you mention again and go, let's be giant killers and let's put another team on ice for the year? Uh, I mean, we do say that in the coaches' uh, little conversation, but I think for the girls, it's just really important that they stick to their process and what they're trying to achieve. Um, we really want to make sure that the girls get something out in the next couple of weeks. We feel like we've got a couple of high draftable players, so really allowing them to showcase their strengths um, and just take the game on. And you know, let's let's make sure we give it a red hot crack, regardless of who's our opposition. And Penny, one last final question from me. Obviously, it's been a while since we've spoken to you, and during that time a few weeks ago, a person close to you in in Anne Rolton, a, a legend of the VWFL, um, passed away. Uh, can can you explain to our audience what Anne meant to you? Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, true pioneer of women's football, Anne Rotten. I've known Anne, well, Anne's known me since I was 16. Um, basically seen me grow up um, as a youngster and go through the ranks of women's football. And um, I always remember this this moment we were away on a, a state trip. Um, and that was when the the fad of planking was around. And she, she told the group, she told the group if we won um, the final that she would plank in the middle of the ground. And there is a photo on the socials where she's actually planking in the middle of the ground with us all around it with our medals. And um, yeah, and she's, she's never um, set foot in terms of uh, put the boots on for, for footy clubs, but she has been a true pioneer in getting the Darabin Falcons or at the time it was the Fairfield Falcons up and running and then established the St Kilda Sharks Um yeah, she's going to be dearly missed. She will always be dearly missed, but um, her memory will live on, um, and I'll be sure to be continuing to tell her story across um, many, many years. 
Well, Penny, thank you very much for your time and being so generous with your time as you've always been here on WolfRadio.com. We wish you and the Seagulls all the very best today against the Kangaroos. No worries, guys. Good luck for the call. Thanks, so, thank you. That's Penny Kuehler-Reed, the head coach of Williamstown in the VFLW, joining us on our pre-game show. Half an hour to bounce down time here between uh, Williamstown and North Melbourne. And uh, as we said, and, uh, and as you would have known a little bit of, Benny, Anne, Anne Rolton was a legend in, in women's football for all the volunteering effort that she did, again, at Fairfield and Darabin, then the St Kilda City Sharks to get them both off the ground. She's named as an immortal at St Kilda City in the men's club and also at the St Kilda the Sharks on the women's side of things. Uh, the VFLW uh, Volunteer of the Year Award is named after her. Yeah, no, look, it's a massive loss to the competition. Uh, she gave a wonderful, wonderful contribution uh, and uh, touched everyone she met uh, involved with this uh, competition. So uh, it's a big loss. Yeah, and particularly, as we said, for, for Penny, who had knew her since 16 years old, uh, and that would have been like a year or two after Penny uh, took part in that famous VCAT case to um, force uh, a women's football competition when girls used to have to give up the game by the age of under-14s. And, of course, now that's run the youth girls competition, which now there's the NAB League girls. And, obviously, we've got, uh, well, the AFLW today because of those... Oh, it's great. I mean... At least they've got some pathways now, the girls. Yeah. Um, back when you started calling the footy with the girls, mate, uh, you know, it was, it's been a long journey, but uh, it's all coming together now, and there's pathways for girls if they want to make it in footy, and it's terrific. So it was actually wonderful to hear uh, her mention Jeff Andrews. Uh, he spent a little bit of time at, at Werribee as a senior assistant coach uh, under Mark Choco Williams. So, And then he went over to the Sample for a year, and it's great that he was able to come back here and been massive support at Williamstown Footy Club, so wonderful to hear. Indeed, and, and ironically, when you talk about pathways and things like that, it's like the pathways are there, but now I guess the question is, when do the pathways run? Of course, we're all hanging out for the official start of the AFLW season, season seven. At the moment, they claim to be on track for August, the weekend of August 27th, yeah. but... At the moment, the CBA still has not been signed off and they're still trying to lock in a day for pre-season. And when all that happens, where do the state leagues move to? Where do the NAB League girls move to? There's a whole bunch of questions still to be asked. And in fact, um, Daisy Pierce uh, appeared on SEN on uh, the Jared Waitley program and uh, gave the latest update on where the situation was at uh, in the CBA negotiations between the AFL and the AFL Players Association. Uh, salary is one of them, and I touched on this with you last week. It's not so much we're wanting a massive pay rise. It's more to be recognised for the hours of work we already do. Um, so the CBA in the season just gone, season six, we were paid for about 15 hours per week of training, and most of us do between 20 to 25. It's just what this competition demands to continue to help it grow and develop. And th- there's an expectation now that is attached to AFLW. It's presented as the like-for-like competition um, and and the AFL's elite women's competition. It takes a certain amount of training to continue to meet that and see this competition grow, which it it has the potential to do um, quickly. And we could see this product be um, significantly better uh, if we could train more and had the support and resources that we, we needed to do it. Players are doing their best to continue to push that forward um, within the restrictions that we have, but it's sort of gotten to a point now where it's a little bit unsustainable and we we do need to start being recognised for the work that we, we have already been doing. The other one, Jared, which is a big one for players and ties in with that development aspect, but it's the length of the season. So um, 
at the moment it's been proposed that it would be a 10-week season um, over the next three years with no growth. Um, 10 weeks felt okay for the 14 teams we had last year. It felt like you got uh, a fair and reasonable outcome and one where teams had the opportunity to play their way into it, into the final series. But with the 18 teams coming in next year, um, from a legitimacy of the competition point of view, but also a player development point of view, you just need to be able to play more football, particularly if you're not playing in the senior side. Um, the competition in its time frame now, it won't align to many of the state competitions around the country. So you'll just not be playing. <laughs> um, so you, again, for the product, we need more games and also for your development as an athlete, you need to be able to play. <laughs> we wanted 12 in the next season and then 14 in the season after that. Um, I think most players would be accepting given of the, the, the short turnaround and um, that we don't have a lot of time to kind of change things on a broad scale of this year. I think if it was 10 and then we saw significant growth beyond that, I think um, most players would be satisfied by that. I think it's the fact that there's no growth in that, the length of the season. That's an issue. That was Daisy Pearce speaking on the Jared Waitley program on SEN 1116 um, about the AFLW uh, CBA negotiations, where they're at and what they're arguing for. Obviously, more money. Like anyone, everyone would like a bit more money, particularly to reflect the hours that they're actually doing because they're contracted for 15 hours. But anyone that's just followed the Instagrams of any of the players, Ben, know they're doing a hell of a lot yeah, more she, hours. She made some really good points. Um, there's more teams. Mm. They want to be playing more. And she did mention that, you know, if, if they're not playing at the top level... Some of the competitions below aren't syncing up with yeah. the state competitions and, and sometimes you're just not playing at all and that's not helping the development of any of the girls. You, you can imagine the mental frustration of a player. Imagine that you're... Let, let, let's say you picked, uh, let's say Hawthorne, an expansion side, um, but you were taken from a Nablu girls competition. Great, you're doing a whole preseason for this very quick preseason for season seven with Hawthorne. And let's say that uh, you're a fringe player and um, the Hawthorne side is gets off to a good start. So if they get off to a good start with very few injuries, you don't have to make many changes. And you might be realistically a development player, 20, player 29 or 30 on your list of 30 it may get to a point where you're not needed if they only play a 10-round season for the first five, six, seven games. Then by the time round eight comes along, they might go, okay, yeah, um, we're going along comfortably or our season's over, we can't make the finals, we're going to play you now. You've, oh. gone, you've done a pre-season and gone through maybe without two months' worth of football, then you've got to come in cold and then you've somehow got to perform to hold your spot not only for the remainder of that season and they'll be over very quickly, but also hold your spot on the list for the next season. I think it's all about open communication. I think the football managers that run these programs at, at mm. clubs yeah. need to be really transparent with the girls that are coming into the program and what they can expect, just so that the girls can organise their lives and, and work out what they want to do moving forward. So, At least with like now, when it's not fully aligned, but previously when it's partially aligned, the VFLW and the AFLW, at least if you're a player that's not getting a go at the AFLW level because the, the side might be going strong, a Melbourne, for example, and you might be playing for the Casey Demons and the VFLW, at least by not only are you keeping form, but if you're performing well at the Casey Demons and the VFLW and you might not get into the Melbourne side, at least you're able to go, well, I'm playing very well. It might catch the eye of another club. Absolutely. Another club might say, oh, 
hey, you know, if that player's delisted or trade time, it's like, we're interested in this player. Let, let, let's talk Turkey. At least, you know, you, you put yourself out there. If you're not playing, not only is you're not following form, but if you're not playing because there's no reserves underneath, you're not showcasing your talent to another side to potentially say, well, we'll take this player. We'll, we'll negotiate. Exactly right. And, uh, you know, some of these girls today are going to get a great opportunity to, to do that. So I think uh, Williamstown VFL men's play this evening, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, look, there'll be plenty of eyes on this contest this afternoon. Um, yeah, it should be a really great game. And obviously we can see uh, some of the Williamstown and North Melbourne girls uh, warming up out there in the middle. Uh, Starting to get a bit colder up here now, Pete. So hopefully you bought a jacket, mate, this afternoon. <laughs> I, I have. I, I was about to head out the front door thinking, oh, it's not too bad outside. Then I remembered we're at Weemstown. And it's like, yeah, knowing the Weemstown weather, that things can change very rapidly, very quickly. And uh, when the wind picks up, it gets bitterly cold out here. That's why the Willie Dogs at the canteen, the hot dogs, are, go very, very quick. We are 22 minutes away from Bounce Down here on our WolfRadio.com pregame show. You heard from Daisy Pierce talking on SEN on Waitley about the, the player negotiations earlier. You heard from Steph Binder, coach at North Melbourne, and Penny Gullery, coach of Williamstown. If you missed those interviews, they will be up later on the week if you look on Spotify for VFL Women's Match of the Day replay. But just one final point um, out of those negotiations, which I find interesting, not the fact that Nicole Livingston's gone to commentate swimming this weekend, but the fact that Patrick Dangerfield, who's the president of the AFLPA, came out talking, oh yeah, about money, about compensation for the time, but kind of gave the impression that he was fobbing off the whole oh, extending the season. And I'm not sure if, if the AFLPA came back with a deal of here's more money but the season's not extended, that the women's footballers are going to be very happy with that. And we do remember last time, Ben, yeah. there was that voting block of about 30% because they need 75% approval through the AFLPA players. That voting block of 30% rejected a CBA and they yeah. had to renegotiate again. Well, there's a lot to play. It sounds like there's still a lot to play out. And they've got the obviously they've got the broadcast deal uh, yeah. about to um, be decided uh, towards the end of this year. So there's still a lot to work out, and I'm getting a headache just thinking about it. Pete. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think everyone is, you know, as, as some of the AFLW footballers tweeted during the week. Great, we know the start time of the AFL men's grand final. Can we have the start time of the AFLW season? I'm, uh, I'm glad <laughs> that I'm not the one making the decision. That's that's all I'm going to say on that one. It is 1.39 Australian Eastern Standard Time here at Point Jellybrand and Williamstown. We're going to take this opportunity to take a break. When we return, we're going to be talking about this game, how they match up, Williamstown and North Melbourne, and what the finals equation means for North Melbourne to try and get into the top six. All that coming up on the other side of this. No matter what your age, most of us play sport when we were young. And there was always one thing that made you want to disappear into the corner or even give up your chosen sport. And that was when somebody on the sideline hurled abuse at either you or a teammate or an official. These are things that make sports so painful for so many kids. And the time has come to stop it. I'm Usman Kawaja from the Australian cricket team. My message is a simple one. Let kids be kids. Let them enjoy their sport. Find out more at playbytherules.net.au. If you're after the most comprehensive coverage on women's football across Australia, then look no further than Rookie Me Central. Formerly Draft Central, Rookie Me Central has news and reviews, podcasts, videos, and much, much more on all the state leagues across the country, including the VFL Women's and NAB League Girls. 
Find out why everyone turns to Rookie Me Central for their women's football content. Follow Rookie Me Central on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and YouTube at Rookie Me Central. Stroke can happen to anybody at any age. The best way to help someone is to learn the signs of stroke and know how to act fast. F is for face. Has their face drooped? A is for arms. Can they lift both arms? S is for speech. Is their speech slurred? Do they understand you? T is for time. Call triple zero. Time is critical. If you see any of these symptoms, act fast. Learn the signs of stroke and you could save a life. Go to strokefoundation.org.au forward slash fast to find out more. Victoria's Tramway Heritage is on show at the Bylands Tramway Heritage Centre. Our displays of Victoria's cable cars, electric trams and heritage buses help you to appreciate street public transport development. Experience another time at the Heritage Tramway Museum at Bylands. We're just off the Northern Highway at Bylands near Kilmore. Visit the website tramway.org.au to find out more. We look forward to seeing you again. We'd like to show you what's dangerous about Australian rivers, but we can't. You can't see ice-cold water, snags like tree branches or strong currents, but they can be lethal. Although our rivers are beautiful, more Australians drown here than anywhere else. So please, wear a life jacket, avoid alcohol around water, never swim alone, and learn how to save a life. It's simple. Respect the river. For more information, visit royallifesaving.com.au forward slash respect the river. No business wants to throw money away. But did you know sending resources to landfill can be more expensive than recycling them? Planet Ark's free business recycling service can kickstart your workplace recycling journey, help you find the right recycling solutions and give you a competitive edge. Join the 1 million Australians using business recycling to keep valuable resources in circulation. Visit businessrecycling.com.au. It's just good business. If you've come home to find your property has been damaged, call 131 If you've had something stolen from your car, call 131 If you've lost something or found something valuable, call 131 If you want to register a party or let us know you're going away on holiday, call 131 When you need the police but not the sirens, call 131 For more information and for online reporting, visit police.vic.gov.au. Authorised by the Victorian Government, Melbourne. How often should you wash your hands? Maybe around nine times a day. Four? Like 20. Maybe twice a day, whenever they feel dirty. When should you wash your hands? After you touch some raw meat. And before starting to eat. At the beginning, I wash my hands before preparing food. How would you rate your knowledge of food safety? Probably like an eight out of ten. Six or seven. Seven point five. Learn more at foodsafety.asn.au slash food safety training. Food safety, it's in your hands. G'day, I'm Michael Caton. The Australian Conservation Foundation's Green Home Program is all about saving our environment. A low-flow shower head will save 10 litres. No showering at all will save 20. So when any of my active friends are a bit on the nose, I never judge them, but thank them for doing their bit to save water. For more information, go to www.acfonline.org.au slash greenhome and take action for our future generations. That's acfonline.org.au. Slash green home. It's women's Aussie rules are doing what they love. The faster talk, don't mess with them because they can get rough. Are you ready for the challenge? Are you ready for the mess? It's the call of the game. It's the VFL Women's Match of the Day. 
And welcome back to our VFL Women's Match of the Day on WARFradio.com. That's your home in women's football, WARFradio.com. And at the ground, delay-free on uh, 89.1 FM. And also, at the moment, you can catch us live, Ben, on VFLW.TV. Hello to everyone watching on VFLW.TV. It's great to be here again, Pete, and uh, looking... Looking forward to a great game this afternoon between these two teams. And Williamstown always strong at home and North Melbourne vying for a, a final spot. And for those that, of course, do watch us on VFLW.TV, you have the graphic at the moment. The vision goes live off the ground when the uh, sides run out. In fact, uh, Williamstown have just finished their warm-up at the moment. They're going back into the rooms. We heard earlier from uh, Penny Kula-Reed and Steph Binder, the coaches of Williamstown and uh, North Melbourne, respectively. Again, you'll hear those interviews by searching VFLW Match of the Day replay during the week on Spotify. Um, but uh, both of them confident coming into this game. North Melbourne is the big question today. North Melbourne need to win this game to keep their finals hopes alive. Williamstown, we know, mathematically cannot make the finals. They had a draw last week against Carlton, which put a kibosh on Carlton's final chances. Carlton is completely out of the finals race. The problem was for North Melbourne coming into this weekend was that they were expecting last week Collingwood to lose against the third-place Casey Demons. Collingwood caused an upset and beat Casey, and that put Collingwood well and truly in the box seat. And all of a sudden, panic stations. Because they were going to play today, the Western Bulldogs, and when everyone thought, uh-oh, Collingwood's going to smash the Western Bulldogs, and that would make it, that even if Collingwood dropped the game, their percentage would be too far for North Melbourne or Darabin to reach. But then, this all went down earlier today, for those that missed it. Collingwood... 5-6-36, only beat the Bulldogs by 10 points, 4-2-26. The Bulldogs even led by two goals in the third quarter. So the Bulldogs will be furious that they didn't score in the final quarter and end up choking to lose that one and not score their first win of the year. Collingwood, even though they got the win, will be filthy going, we just missed our percentage booster. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as you said, the Western Bulldogs were two goals in front in that third quarter and, gee, an upset was brewing, but... Uh, Collingwood steady. They still got the win. So, um, yeah, look, North Melbourne leaves the door ajar for Darabin and North Melbourne. But I think uh, Darabin, uh, Darabin's done. got beat pretty comfortably this yeah. afternoon by Geelong. So Yeah, their percentage have gone down to 57 now um, after uh, Geelong 9-6-60 defeated Darabin in the AFL.com.au stream game of the week, 1-2-8. Uh, so the situation of the live ladder looks like this. Now, both Collingwood and Darabin have played one more game than North Melbourne, because North Melbourne are due to play this game at the moment. But Collingwood sit at the moment two games ahead of North Melbourne. Um, Darabin one game ahead. If North Melbourne win, their percentage is better. They will jump Darabin and go to seventh spot. So North, and they will be on even wins. So remember, Collingwood on 24, and it'll be Darabin and North Melbourne if North Melbourne win on 20. If North Melbourne lose today, goodbye all over Red Rover. Thank you very much. Your finals chances are kaput. Well, they've got a lot to play for, Pete. As I said, uh, Steph Binder told us earlier, um, you know, they were pretty disappointing with la last week's first half. I mean, one goal, eight. Mm. Uh, it was disappointing in front of goal. I was having a chat to their centre-half forward out on the ground earlier, and they were expecting a, a, uh, a different result today. Now... Looking ahead to round 13, this is, this is how the situation will play out. Remember, we'll go into round 13 upon anticipating that Collingwood are one win ahead 
of Darabin and North Melbourne with better percentage. Collingwood will then play Port Melbourne. Now, Port Melbourne got touched up pretty badly by Hawthorne last week. But again, with Collingwood's wobbles against the Bulldogs, who knows what Collingwood side will come out. But we expect Collingwood to beat Port Melbourne. North Melbourne will play the Western Bulldogs, which before this morning you would have said percentage booster for North. Now, okay, what Bulldog side is going to show up? But let's say situation returns to normal. That was an outlier. Let's say North Melbourne beat the Bulldogs heavily and boosts North Melbourne's percentage. Darabin will play Hawthorne. We anticipate Hawthorne to smack Darabin around and that will go kaput to Darabin's finals chances. So if we play that theory, by the end of round 13, Collingwood will be ahead of North Melbourne by one game and a question mark on percentage. We then go to round 14. Collingwood will play Geelong. And this will be a battle of 5th versus 6th. Geelong beat Collingwood in their matchup earlier this season. They did. So, in that situation, if Collingwood beat Geelong, Collingwood are in the finals. Collingwood lose to Geelong, not only will that be a concern, but the question will be by how much and how does that affect percentage. Then, as if it's one great conspiracy, remember at this point, we would expect Collingwood to be on 28 premiership points, North Melbourne on 24, one win behind. North Melbourne play a standalone game on Sunday, the final game of the home and away season versus the Southern Saints. And that game could be for all the box and dice. North Melbourne will go in knowing if they can make finals. And if they do win, they'll know exactly by how much they'll need to win by. Who scripted this? Did you write this, Pete? I wish I did. (laughs) I, 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 I wish I could claim credit for it. But if the season plays out as we anticipate, but then the Bulldogs almost threw a spanner in the works this morning, if the season plays out how we it's anticipate... going to come down to the last game. game. But all of that could be mute this afternoon in approximately nine minutes from now at bounce down time. If Williamstown beat North Melbourne, goodbye, it's all over. You can pretty much lock the pies into the sixth spot. Well, there you go. Well, a lot to play out this afternoon. And so, I don't know, Peter, who are you thinking this afternoon, mate? I'll have a look at the, some of the sides uh, just on paper. Um, defensively, Collingwood, uh, sorry, Williamstown are very good. Well, when you look through the Williamstown side, you go across their back line. Sharni Whiting, who, of course, was formerly on a Carlton AFLW list, um, played some time over in the Sandfield W at West Adelaide. You've got Gabrielle Bidenweg-Webster, good tall, been around for a while in the system, knows how to play her footy. You've got Clellan, who's been picking up a bit of ball out there on the wing as well. McCarthy gives them something at the half-forward flank, uh, at centre-half-forward. Um, and, and obviously, in the middle of the ground, you've got Emily Ease, who's been racking up disposal of the Sydney Swans Academy players. You heard from Penny Killareed, her last game today uh, for Weemstown before heading back up uh, to New South Wales. Um, and then you've got coming off the bench, it, it shouldn't be underestimated, Taylor Denuccio, who in 2019, not only played in the grand final for the Bulldogs against Collingwood, but led the competition in tackles. And on a day like today, where it'll be windy, it'll be difficult, someone like her will come to the fore. Absolutely. Um, yeah, you mentioned uh, Whiting, Shani Whiting. I guess the two Ruckmen are going to play a bit of a part too. Who can get their hands on it first? Uh, Elizabeth uh, McGrath and, of course, uh, Alana Serik. So they got a big contest this afternoon, uh, those two players. 
obviously North Melbourne will want to want to kick a little bit straighter in front of goal. Uh, you know, one goal late's not going to win you too many games of footy, is it? Well, yeah, as, as we said, you know, like if you look at last week's game, if you didn't look at the scoreboard, if you looked at the second half, you go, geez, North Melbourne's got a lot of the footy. And they did. But they just could not impact the scoreboard against the Cats, which which they would have been filthy on. That's what it comes down to in this competition. One thing we didn't scoreboard ask, impact. One thing we didn't ask uh, Penny Caller Reid uh, in the interview that we did with her earlier. Uh, Williamstown have lost a bit of a uh, general in the middle with uh, Amy Wheel and uh, 21 touches last oh, week yeah. and a goal. Uh, and she's done for the year now. Yeah, heading uh, up to Sydney for her AFLW commitment. So, so that's a great opportunity for her, but. It's really going to help hurt Williamstown in the middle of the ground there. And talking about uh, Sydney AFLW players, you've got obviously Molly Eastman uh, playing here at uh, North Melbourne. She'll be playing at full back today and it is a very important uh, uh, pin for them. You've got the likes of uh, the long sleeves and Ali McDonald, number 24, running around who will push forward. Annabelle Scott playing her 50th game today across both the Bulldogs and North Melbourne. It's 50 VFLW games. Congratulations to her. They've got Ashmel Nickus in the centre playing for them. Again, a tough nuggety player. It came out of playing for Williamstown um, for a number of years, so she You'll know uh, the opponents very well. Britt Gibson will be a big force up forward alongside Emily Paterno and Tess Craven. That's a heck of a half-forward line, by the way, there for North Melbourne, which Williamstown could find it hard to contain. The only thing that may stop North Melbourne is, of course, the uh, windy conditions here at uh, Point Jellybrand. And then, obviously, she said, um, you've got uh, McGrath, King and Hicks, that, uh, uh, that middle line. On paper, when you look at those names, you go, North Melbourne is clearly the dominant side. But then last week, Williamstown's performance with that draw against Carlton, you go, you know, sometimes a side can run out there with a bee in their bonnet and just like, you know what, we're just going to upset someone's apple cart today. Well, play, playing here at Point Gellibrand isn't an easy task. Yeah. You've got the wind conditions playing havoc. You know, it, it can be nice and calm one minute and then 10 minutes later, the, the wind off the bay will come and yeah. the girls will be struggling with their, their skills today. They're really going to have to make a serious effort. Uh making sure they execute today. And you can hear the Williamstown side coming out onto the ground, led out by Eliza Strafford, of course. Uh, the captain for the year, Erin Mead, um, wrist injury. She is out for the remainder of the season. Big blow to them. Foot fracture also for Bridie Kennedy, an experienced player. They'll be missing her for the remainder of the season. So they've had their they had their run-ins in the wars, the Seagulls, with a number of injuries, but they've still been putting up a heck of an effort. As you can hear, the uh, North Melbourne side coming out onto the uh, ground now, led out there by uh, Annabelle Scott, 50 VFLW games for her today and of course uh, wearing the uh, traditional North Melbourne kit and white shorts for the Kangaroos today. And they had a little banner for her too Pete, yeah. That's, uh, that was a really nice touch. I wonder who got duties for that for this week and Weemstown in their traditional blue with gold uh, jumper. We are about four minutes away from bounce down here on WARFradio.com, 89.1 FM at the ground, delay free and uh, also on VFLW.TV thanks to your company. The other game I underway on vflw.tv but without commentary if you'd like to check it out is port melbourne and casey that game is getting underway at 2 p.m uh, conditions at the moment benny as you said windy overcast but no rain yeah look i'm, I'm glad the rain stayed away because it would have been a pretty torrid uh, would have been pretty tough for the girls out there but it would have been pretty torrid for us up here as well so look if it can stay away uh yeah i think we'll manage up here today all right 
big shout out because not only we've got a crowd of about 200 here watching today, but we've got a Tasmanian watching the crowd. Uh, Martin Duffy's flown all, all, all over from Tasmania to check out today's game. And uh, if you haven't seen his work, I recommend following Duff TV online because he films not only Tasmanian junior footy, but also the uh, Southern Women's Football League over there in Tasmania. So uh, if you want to actually see how Tassie footy's going at the moment, which is a particular interest to North Melbourne supporters because uh, obviously they take in the draft a number of Tasmanian players. They've got that alignment as the North Melbourne Tasmanian kang Kangaroos. I recommend uh, searching Duff TV and you can see the uh, Southern Tasmanian uh, Women's Football League and see some of the women running around in Hobart that are trying to uh, obviously get a go here at AFLW. Yeah, Duffy's uh, doing some work with Williamstown Footy Club this afternoon and yeah, it's great to have him down here. Yeah, and also I do his son Jack, who's come on down. They're going to go watch the Saints later on. Don't ask me why you'd do that to yourself, but nonetheless, they're going to check that out uh, in, the, in the AFL men's. But we're here for the VFLW. That's what it's all about. This crucial game, North Melbourne must win to keep their finals hopes alive. Williamstown looking to be the spoiler. And Benny, for those that do want to come down to the ground as well, there will be also be a VFL men's game afterwards. Yeah, I think uh, Williamstown men's play tonight, so... Yeah, it'll be. Uh, it's great when the lights come on down here, and they always get a good crowd. So, come come down a little bit earlier and catch a really good game of footy. And that's in the Smithies VFL Men's Competition. Uh, that game is between uh, Williamstown and the Frankston Dolphins, Battle of the Bay, and uh, that game at uh, seven thirty-five. That the, for those that do want to come down. And by the way, just quick plug as well. Uh, looking quickly ahead to next week um, in the VFLW, uh, Port Melbourne and. Um, Collingwood, 3.35pm. Not only is it also a afl.com.au game, but the light towers will be in there at North Port Oval. That will be a twilight game and the first ever game under lights ah, at Port Melbourne. Terrific. I did see uh, the setup Port Melbourne had down there during the week and uh, they can't wait to switch them on. Well, we're not too far away from bounce down here in VFLW round 12. Weemstown players getting into position early. North Melbourne breaking from their huddle. It's time to get some tips. Ben Taylor, who's going to win today and by how much? Oh, look, I'm pretty sure. I think, I think North Melbourne get the job done today. I think there's too much at stake for them, uh, you know, to put in a pretty good performance. And Williamstown will try hard. They'll be gallant. But, yeah, they, they won't be strong enough for North. I'm going with North Melbourne today by four goals. Um, I think the win will be tricky. But uh, I think uh, in the end, North Melbourne will get away from it. And like you said, there's just too much on the line today for North Melbourne. And maybe they would have been spooked seeing what happened to Carlton. So they'll be on absolute red alert. We're just about ready to get underway here at Point Jellybrand. Serek is going to start in the ruck here for Weemstown, Starting in the ruck for North Melbourne, Elizabeth Uamagraa. Umpire holds the football aloft and we are underway. First term action on VFLW.tv and WharfRadio.com. We throw the football high in the air. One out by McGrath trying to put it to the feet of Craven. Craven picked it up, went with a hand pass. It was a smart one, finding Morney. Morney now goes up the line towards the half-forward flank. They're coming towards the grandstand end for this quarter. Coming in there is Talia Wright, immediately wrapped up and pinned for holding the ball. Hot whistle there from the umpire, and it's going the way of the Kangaroos, and it's going to end up in the hands of Rennie Hicks. Hicks goes to the hot spot. Brick Gibson, one, two bites of the cherry, and takes a mark 40 metres out from goal directly in front. We spoke about her in the pre-match, and... Uh, Steph Binder said she was uh, in for a really big game, so it's really good to see her. S strong mark. Uh, probably uh, the Williamstown defence could have been a bit tighter just uh, in that passage of play there, but good mark there from Gibson. 
Brick Gibson unloads from 45 metres out. It has got the distance, but not the accuracy. Away to the right-hand side for a minor score. Weemstown, uh, no score. North Melbourne are one behind. We've played less than a minute into this first term. Wharfradio.com, 89.1 FM at the ground, delay free, and VFLW.TV. As we wait for Shani Whiting to bring the ball back into play, Whiting will go long towards the halfback flank of the bay side of the ground. Went through the hands there and couldn't control it was McCarthy. But the ball popped out in the end to Sarah Hosking. Hosking got away on the left boot, kicked in towards the middle of the ground. Wanted the player to run it. Oh, crunch. Baxter and Strafford went at each other with no talk and they spoiled and went in and hit the ground hard. Ball squeezed out at the moment, trying to get in there is Bradley for North Melbourne. Under pressure, Gunnar McDonald kicked around the corner looking for Craven to run onto it. Craven's got some space. She can pick it up cleanly. She is on the Morris Street side of the ground. Kicks it long towards the half forward flank position. Ball is dribbling, dribbling along. Picked up at 45 metres out from goal with a kick around the corner by Paterno. Tried to square it up. Was looking for Gibson. Fell well short of her. Now trying to come away. We're getting dumped at the same time to Santo by Gibson. And the umpire says that's holding the football. Uh, she's certainly in the in the play early, Gibson. And that was a terrific tackle. Uh, Williamstown player there on that occasion. Should have had a little bit more awareness, but she didn't have a lot of time. She was uh, set upon straight away. And Gibson gets another opportunity early in this contest. 45 degree angle, we'll be kicking from 42 and a half metres out, originally out of the Bernie Dockers to North Melbourne via the Brisbane Lions. Now her kick is away to the left-hand side again for a minor score. North Melbourne are two behinds. Williamstown yet to score. Almost two and a half minutes played. First term here on WARFradio.com. Some further thoughts on Benny Taylor. Well, we're talking about that inaccuracy uh, I said in the pre-game. Uh, two shots at goal early on and two behinds. So They'll, they'll want to hit the scoreboard early uh, with a goal pretty soon north. Shani Whiting elects to go with the ball to the halfback flank. Now finding DeSanto. DeSanto goes with a hand pass to Whiting who pushed up the ground. Whiting now on the left boot. A kick almost intercepted by Craven. Craven goes in to lay the tackle. And the umpire comes in and says, it's going nowhere. We'll call for a ball up. Halfback flank here for the Kangaroos. Morris Street side of the ground. Umpire throws the ball up in the air. Red best off that contest by Tripodi. Tripodi got it out to Emily Eves. Eves' ball is going to be cut off, though. And uh, taking the football on this occasion is Ashley Malnickus. Malnickus goes for the switch, was trying to look for Eastman. Went well over her head. It's going to be in a bit of a foot race here. Trying to keep the football in front of herself. Eastman doing well. Wanted to go with the soccer off the carpet, but it was stolen by Bridgewater. Bridgewater did well for Williamstown. Kicked it inside 50. There wasn't much to go to except a one-on-one. Trying to get back there is Loftane. Loftane under all kinds of pressure from Cassie McWilliam. And guess what? The Roos managed to get the football out there. Very close against the boundary line here. And just managing to keep it in is Jess Moore. Morney going up the line was picked off by Buttonweg Webster, who got on the right boot, smothered immediately off the boot there in the nick of time for the Kangaroos. Now just trying to come away with it, throwing it in front of herself as Lisa Loftane. And the umpire says, you can't do that. Now dropping the ball. Uh, good quick hands there by the Williamstown play there. And she will have a shot at goal. Great tackle. Ella Baxter has the football. She's about a metre and a half in from the boundary line on the beach side of the ground. Kicking towards the city end. Baxter gets on the right boot, gives it a ride, and it is far to the right-hand side. Always very tough in that pocket, Pete, with the the wind blowing across the goal face there. So, yeah. Out of bounds on the full, and it is two behinds for Williamstown. Pardon me, two behinds for North Melbourne. Williamstown yet to score here on WARFradio.com and VFLW.TV. The kick from back into play. Buttonweg Webster tried to put a hand up there in the contest. Also getting in there morning for North Melbourne. 
Ball very close towards the boundary line. Pressure being laid on there, maybe almost in the bank by Tyrell. The umpire says no, it's all fair. Blows the whistle and uh, will call for a ball up right. Is it a ball up or out of bounds? I'm just watching here. All that player, ball up right up against the boundary line. All players have pushed up right into the Williamstown half of the ground. So, yeah, it's going to be a dash back if North Melbourne win position here. McGrath wins it down, got it to uh, the player in Rennie Hicks who wanted the 1-2, but the handball was cut off in transition. And everyone's going to jump on the football again. That's uh, Cameron Tyrell who gets in there for Williamstown and will call for a ball up between centre wing and the half forward flank for the Seagulls. Umpire throws the football up in the air again. One out by McGrath. Craven wants to get first the football going with her as Clallan. Tough contest there. Ball on the deck. In goes Hicks. Can't squeeze the football out. Umpire circling, circling, circling. Blows the whistle. Ooh, geez, I reckon it was kind of a raffle there. He was just looking who he wanted to pin it on. Lucky and to get the free kick there, but she'll take it. And, and as well, a pen for a 50-meter penalty, I think, for a player being within five meters. Yeah, no, definitely the right call by the umpire there, but... I guess uh, the players probably weren't quite sure who the kick was going to. So, anyway. Rennie Hicks will get going quickly. He wants to go to the hot spot. 35 metres out from goal. Putting the hands up. Button where Webster. Ball brought the ground. Going into lay the tackle. Perry King. Ball spilled out. Manoa goes in there. And the umpire says too high over the shoulder. Free kick going the way of the Kangaroos. 45 metres out from goal. Directly in front to Rennie Hicks. Rennie Hicks. Uh, I don't know if she'll get the distance from here. She's looking to pass it off. Yeah, wanted Eastman who was coming by and elects to go with a kick towards the top of the goal square. Strong hands and pulled in by Emily Paterno who you chatted to before the game. Yeah, I had a chat to her out in the middle. She was a lovely girl. Uh, yeah, but she was hoping for a big game this afternoon so hopefully she can put this one through. Looking to make an early impact. She'll be kicking from 25 metres out almost directly in front towards the grandstand end. Comes in and overcompensates for the breeze. Goes to the left-hand side for a minor score. North Melbourne, three behinds. Weemstown yet to score. Ben Taylor. I spoke too soon, Pete. I really thought she was going to kick that one. But look, good intent by North. They're, they're moving the ball they're, they're really well. They're hitting their targets when they go inside 50. They're holding onto their marks. They've just got to convert. Brought back into play here by Shani Whiting. Whiting almost put it down the throat there of Barton Wegg Webster. Here's the hurry kick off the carpet. Trying to get there in the foot race. Lana King picked up instead by Georgia Nicholas. But North Melbourne went nowhere. Trying to find Anna Hibrahim. Came through a little rough. The umpire says it's too high. Free kick going the way of the Seagulls. On the defensive paint. 50 metres out from the defensive goal. She's in the back line. She's pushed right up into North Melbourne forward line here. Ibrahim, so, so. Yeah, yeah. and Sophia McCarthy with the resulting free kick goes long towards the centre wing position and uh, on the bottom of the deck on this occasion is Aubrey Rhodes. Certainly nickname's got to be Rocky. <laughs> Rocky Rhodes, Bumtish, thank you. I'm here all week. As the umpire throws the football up in the air. Getting a hand pass over the top there was Aubrey Rhodes, who we mentioned earlier. They're going to take the advantage and play on here, the Kangaroos. One tap on the ground, and they'll kick it in the Paterno direction. Going to fall short of her. Sarah Skinner wiped out someone on the way through. Manoa goes in there as well for Williamstown. Hurry, kick out of the pack. Will be away to the right-hand side and out of bounds on the full. Yeah, Rhodes probably had a bit more time there. A teammate probably should have communicated that, but uh, quick kick and... Ineffective out of bounds on the full. So Williamstown retake position. Ball caught in the netting and now taken out there by Gabrielle Buttonweg Webster. She has the football in the back pocket at the grandstand end of the ground here at Williamstown, Morris Street side. 
Gets on the right boot, goes long and high towards the contest of the Hanta McGrath. Waiting out here, here's an opportunity, getting wiped out at the same time. They will probably pay the advantage in the end. And that is a goal going the way of Aubrey Rhodes. Got wiped out as she kicked, but it didn't matter. It was straight through the high diddle diddle, and that means the North Melbourne Kangaroos go to 139, Williamstown yet to score. Alana King came in very late there after that kick and knocked it down. It, it could have been brought back, but uh, look, advantage paid. Alana Rhodes kicks a goal, and North Melbourne uh, look the better side early, don't they, Pete? Indeed they do. Nine minutes into the first term. Williamstown did spend a, t a bit of time with the football in their forward half but wasn't able to find an avenue to goal. And at the moment, uh, the scoreboard reflects it is the Kangaroos' way by nine points. The Kangaroos must win today to keep their finals hopes alive. Williamstown looking to play the spoiler. Aubrey Rhodes with their first goal. Umpire with the ball back in the middle of the ground and we throw up and away we go again. One out this time by Cassie McWilliam, who did the ruck work for Williamstown, but it came away to be a ball for North Melbourne, taken by Rennie Hicks, who tried to put it in the Paterno direction, got knocked away from her. Umpire comes in, says too high, free kick going the way of the Kangaroos. Going to play on quickly through Principal Skinner. Sarah Skinner goes towards the top of the goal square, just out of the fingertips there of a reaching Georgia Nicholas, and it goes through for a minor score. 1-4-10, North Melbourne, Williamstown, yet to score. Uh, running back with the flight there, it was uh, a pretty tricky mark, but oh, uh, attempted a mark, and it's falling short there. Shani Whiting to bring the ball back into play. Gets on the right boot. Booming kick goes about 60 metres. Intercepted by Eastman. Will the umpire part? He does. He took a while to adjudicate on that one. Molly Eastman, Sydney AFLW listed player. Looking for some options. Was looking to her right. Now going to go down the line. Long, high kick. Putting their hand up there and couldn't quite control it. Out the back. Sarah Skinner received it courtesy of the tap of Perry King, who was the original target. Skinner has her first. North Melbourne got their second. They're 2 4 16. Weemstown yet to score. I'm pretty sure Pete Perry King meant that little <laughs> tap on there that she gave to, to Skinner. Skinner was his only goal kicker last week, so she's got a few uh, helpers this afternoon. Great goal. Uh, good uh, teamwork there by the Kangaroos. Uh, Perry King knew exactly what she was doing there with the little palm off there. And the superintendent charms would say, Skinner! <laughs> And it's a 16-point lead at the moment to North Melbourne as we've played 11 minutes into this first term. You're on WARFradio.com, 89.1 FM at the Grand Delay Free and on VFLW.TV. Quick plug for tomorrow, we are doing second versus first, Hawthorne and Essendon. Join us on VFLW.TV from 9.30am for that one. As the umpire throws the football up in the air and away we go again. This time one in the ruck for North by Jess Jones. Ball almost gets towards the uh, North Melbourne halfback position. Trying to jump in over the top there was, I think, Strafford for Weemstown. Umpire comes in and says, I'll take the football, please, and restart the play. Between centre and centre-half forward here for the Seagulls. Getting the leap there was Jess Jones. Did well for the Kangaroos, but the ball will bobble around and eventually come out to Emily Eves. Eves wants to go inside 50 with a kick. It's a long ball. Waiting up there at the back is Lisa Lofnane. She was under pressure, overran the football. Ball on the deck. Who wants to scrap in there? The umpire says, I'll take the football back, please. And on that occasion, I think jumping in there might have been Paige Price. And the umpire will say, I'll uh, ball things up. And that's what he does. Paige Price does the rack work. One out by Jess Jones. Stolen on this occasion, but immediately wrapped up is Bridgewater. On the paint, 50 metres out from the Williamstown Gold Beach side of the ground. Very good last week, Bridgewater. In and under, always at the contest. Umpire throws it up in the air again. One out there by Paige. The price is right. 
And uh, she gained about 10 metres on it. Oh, Stolen is trying to get through there. Is uh, the player there in Landwehr who wanted to have a cracker goal but uh, was met into heavy traffic. North Melbourne with a hack job kick to try and get out of their defensive 50 paint. A little bit of holding on. Sarah Skinner will look for the Academy Award on that one. The umpire wasn't paying it. He's with the ground. Umpire circling blows the whistle and says, I'll come in and call for a ball up. Yeah, Williamstown just want to lock it in here. They, they need to put some scoreboard pressure on the Kangaroos here at the moment. Ball thrown up in the air. Early leap from Jones missed out on it. Danuccio tried to tap the football forward and uh, immediately caught with the football and wrapped up going nowhere. Amy Smith and the umpire will take that footy back. So we'll ball it up again. 45 metres out from the Williamstown goal. Trying to bust the way through there is Emily Eves. Clearly, yes, the young MC wanted to bust a move. Now got it across to Strafford. Strafford kicked towards the top of the goal square. Mark taken. And getting on the end of that one is Jasmine Kawa. And she'll be having a shot from directly in front. Point blank range, two metres out. The captain there. Uh, another clearance for her, Strafford. And uh, get, just get the ball forward. And... Get it forward quickly, give your forwards an opportunity and we see the result here. Kicking towards the city end, Jasmine Kawa directly in front, comes in and goes bang straight over the goal umpire's hat. So the Seagulls are on the scoreboard. They are one straight six, North Melbourne 2-4-16 here in the first term on VFLW.tv and WAFRadio.com. Yeah, but just, just the ability there from the Williamstown girls there to lock it in. Uh, a few stoppages there, just lock it in. Tackling pressure's been really, really good. Bridgewater, uh, was it Strat the captain there in uh, Stratford? Um, just tackling really hard and, yeah, clearances. Uh, it's going to be, uh, if you can get first hands on the footy, give your side an opportunity, go a long way to this uh, result today. As the football's back in the middle of the ground and we'll get underway again. One out by Elizabeth McGrath. Wanted to try and put it down originally the throw to Annabelle Scott, but stolen away by the Seagulls. And they'll go towards the half-forward flank position. Good tackle laid on by Ibrahim, just ripping her opponent into the ground in Eliza Strafford, the captain of Williamstown. The umpire will have no choice but to take the football back again and restart the play. McGrath goes with a tap forward. Plenty of Seagulls there. Gabrielle Bodenweb-Webster is run down by Paterno. Umpire said got the hand pass away in the nick of time. And now it's just going to be a stalemate trying to get in from behind on that contest. Third woman in, Cameron Tyrell. And the umpire will take the footy back. Paterno show, show, showed some uh, pretty good intent early. Umpire signals too high in the ruck contest. And that's going the way now of Alana Sarek. So Sarek has the football for the Seagulls and kicked it straight into the breadbasket of Emily McGrath. It was like, did you mean to do that or what? <laughs> she was surprised that she got the <laughs> gift. Minot there for... The Seagulls gave the hand pass off, cleaning up at half back. Taking the mark there is Rupert Tripodi. Tripodi draws the player, gets the hand pass to Shani Whiting. Whiting got on the right boot, went long with a kick. Good punch from the long sleeve wearer Malnickus. Ball ricocheted off. Now getting a hand pass while under pressure. McGrath did okay. Got it to Craven. Craven looking for Paterno. Too much juice on the kick. And taking the mark there is Shani Whiting again. Whiting for Williamstown. Thing key roll in defence today. 18 touches last week. Very good. Whiting will go up the line with a long kick. Japrodi squeezed out of the contest at the crucial moment. Trying to get in there as well as Paige Price. But it is a seagull, uh, pardon me, a North Melbourne ball through Morty trying to find Paterno. Originally off the hands of Perry King. King goes in again with Talia Wright of Weemstown. Trying to scrap in hard as well as Sarah Hosking. Umpire blows the whistle and will call for a ball up. 16 and a half minutes gone first term. 10 point lead here to North Melbourne. 
Umpire throws the ball up in the air again. One out. By McGrath against Ease. Ease got the pummy against Price. Price got the hand pass over the top. Using the agency of Ease. But North Melbourne end up with the football in the end. Taken away quickly by Annabelle Scott, who's in there momentarily. Now Morty's got to get around with a hand pass. Umpire says holding of the jumper. Free kick. And it's going the way of the Seagulls. Yeah, a little bit too high there from Tegan Bradley there with the tackle. Emily Eves gets on the right boot, goes towards the half-forward flank position. Got to be good with a kick. Just a little too long on it for McCarthy. Went over her head. Got some kangaroos out the back. Jess Jones gives it across to Lofnate. Long kick of it. One bouncing goes over. It will be the lasso rule. Indeed it is. The umpire signals she'll be coming around the mountain when she comes. And that means it's a free kick to the you Seagulls. You don't miss anything, Pete, do you? <laughs> <laughs> Jasmine Kawa, centre wing on the boundary line, beach side of the ground. Goes towards the half-forward flank position. Hands are up and uh, brought down to ground by Nickus. Who's going to get it out here for Williamstown's the question. It's Paige Price with a flying hand pass over the top. Ricochet ball. DeSanto tried to get in there. Couldn't get it out. Rolled over there, Georgia Nicholas. And the umpire again says that there's going to be a stalemate. And I think we're going to be seeing a lot of ball ups today, Ben yeah, Taylor. Yeah, Ru Ruby Tripodi there, very unlucky not to get a free kick. She was dumped into the turf with a pretty tough tackle there by the North Melbourne opponent. Paige Price comes in to lay a big tackle on Tegan Bradley. Ball spilled out here for the Seagulls. Hurry, kick by Danuccio, and the ball goes one bounce and over the boundary line and out of bounds. But the Seagulls do get to reset team metres around from that right-hand point post. Yeah, they're, hold they're holding it in there, as I said, uh, pretty well there, and they're being pretty competitive early, which uh, is a good sign. Penny Collarade would be very happy with that at quarter time. As we wait for the ball to be thrown back into play, and Serek versus McGrath in the contest. McGrath won it down with a double fister, brought it to ground. Going to attack the ball as Morney almost overran it. Went back again, trying to get a hand pass on hands and knees. Up against the boundary line, hand pass over the top. That time while under pressure was Rennie Hicks. Gained a few metres right up against the boundary line. Managing to keep it in play was Aubrey Rhodes, who kicked it around towards the centre wing position. Talia right there now for Williamstown. Got a hurry kick up the line. Maybe a little bit of holding on if you don't mind there. The umpire will pay it in the end to North Melbourne. I think Hicks has got the, the free kick here. Yeah, and it was given away by Cameron Tyrell. So, Rennie Hicks played some footy up in the NT. And playing her winters down here in the VFLW with North Melbourne. Will swing around on the right boot. Got shoved as she kicked at the umpire's head. Apparently, yeah, that's okay. And kicked it up the line looking for Paterno. Paterno right on the hammer there of Ruby Tripodi, who sees her over the boundary line and out of bounds. Yeah, look, um, both teams just being quite cautious uh, as they go forward, just uh, making sure they're executing correctly. But as you said, Pete, a lot of stoppages today, so it's going to be pretty tough going for the players out there. Ball is thrown back into play. Once again, one out by McGrath. Out the back, trying to get onto it was Rhodes. Umpire says holding, free kick going the way of the Seagulls and Stella Bridgewater. Bridgewater pulls the kick. It's a one-on-three that she sent it to and trying to do the spoiling work was Rennie Hicks. will go back in and lay the secondary tackle. That's a hell of a tackle. Doesn't get rewarded for it, though. Now, is this one in the back? I think it might be a little too rough. Taylor Danuccio gets it as the siren sounds. And the umpire will take the football back. That uh, push, by the way, was given away by Lisa Lofnane. And the quarter-time score shall read 2-4-16 North Melbourne, one straight six Williamstown. And i tell you what, Benny, with some scores coming for and two quick goals in a row by North Melbourne, there was a fear that, OK, this could turn one-sided very quickly. 
but Wimstown are just finding a way to put the brakes on the Kangaroos' momentum. Yeah, well, we saw the first 10 minutes. North Melbourne really came out of the blocks, but they just couldn't execute. They had three shots at goal early, three behinds. They did hit the scoreboard late uh, with a couple of goals, but now Williamstown did well in the second half of that quarter, locking it in. Uh, they won a number of clearances. There, were, there are a lot of stoppages today. They won a number of clearances towards the back end of that half, and they just locked it in. So it's, uh, they're just flexing their muscles at the moment, the girls, and uh, we'll see what happens in the second quarter. Yeah, we'll be looking forward to uh, this contest and how... The change of ends will affect either side and with Williamstown kicking towards the grandstand end for the uh, second term. Let's just go through some stats in a moment. Ben Taylor will find out who's leading the disposals. I'll go through the goal kickers here. We've gone for North Melbourne singles to Rhodes and Skinner. For the Williamstown Seagulls, it's Jasmine Kawa, their only goal kicker. Who's leading the disposals at the moment? Oh, for, for Williamstown at the moment, Shani Whiting, nine, nine disposals. Uh, the general down back. She had 18 last week, so she's already got nine in the first quarter. So... I think she's playing, you know, the, the loose uh, defender in the back half. So there, so nine touches there. Emily Eaves, uh, we mentioned her in the pre-game. I mentioned a number of clearances that Williams team are winning was due to Emily Eaves. She's got uh, four disposals, and uh, Ru- Ruby Tripodi has three disposals, and and Bridgewater, the other one I mentioned there, she's had two disposals. And for North Melbourne. Rennie Hicks, uh, you called her name a fair bit in that first quarter. Seven disposals. Uh, Jess Morney with six and Rhodes with five. So, look, um, no surprises there. Uh, you know, early on, uh, both uh, midfields are getting a fair bit of it. But, uh, look, I don't know what they're going to have to do in the second. Uh, who, who do you think it, it favours in the second quarter with, with the breeze? I think it's all blowing into us, so I think it will favour Williamstown. It'll be just a, it'll be an interesting question of how much does the breeze advantage them? Because someone like a Sharning Whiting, do you take her out of defence and push her up the ground to almost play that centre centre half forward role to try and trap the ball in your forward half and have someone who's got the big boot to just keep constantly pumping it in and put North Melbourne's defence under pressure? Oh, she was kicking the ball beautifully out here in front of us before, nearly 60 metres before with one of her kicks. So. Yeah, North Melbourne might. They probably. Uh, they're probably not too worried with her getting disposals in the back half, but they. Yeah, they. They want to do something about that. We'll take this opportunity to take a break here on WARFradio.com, 89.1 FM at the ground, delay free, and on VFLW.tv. It's a 10-point lead to North Melbourne over the Seagulls. The commentary of the game you're currently listening to is from the volunteers at Women's Australian Rules Football Radio. Founded in 2014, WARF Radio is not just here to provide a professional call the women's game deserves, but also provide important experience for those wanting a career in sports media. If you're a past or present women's footballer or coach or a media student and you'd like to give football commentary a try, visit WARFradio.com and click on volunteer. That's WARFradio.com and click on volunteer. Do you know what to do if you can't make it on election day? You may be able to vote at an early voting centre or apply for a postal vote. The federal election will be held on Saturday the 21st of May. All Australian citizens aged 18 years and over must vote. 
COVID-19 safety measures will be in place. Your vote will help shape Australia. To check early voting options and eligibility or to find your nearest polling place, go to aec.gov.au. Authorised by the Electoral Commissioner, Canberra. What do you listen to while you wait for the next VFLW game on Wharf Radio? Do you long for the days when radio stations played music that you knew without a barrage of ads and announcers that always want to be the main attraction? Welcome to Turn Back Time Radio, formerly GoRadio.live. We're here 24 hours a day, every day of the year, playing the very best music from the past 70 years. Songs you know, songs you want to sing along with. You can listen at www.turnbacktime.radio or better still, by downloading the free Turn Back Time Radio app for your Apple or Android device. Turn Back Time Radio, great music, great times. It's radio as it should be. Hi, this is Missy Higgins for RAD, recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. I see a lot of things at gigs, mostly people having a good time and a few drinks. But what I'd hate to see is someone getting behind the wheel after they'd been drinking. Being even a little bit over the limit makes it too easy to lose control. So if you plan to drink, plan ahead. Arrange a designated driver who won't drink. Remember, music lives and you should too. On WARFradio.com, 89.1 FM at the ground, delay-free. And on VFLW.tv, you are listening or watching to the VFL Women's Match of the Day, Weemstown and North Melbourne, live from Point Jellybrand. You have got Peter Holden and Ben Taylor with you on commentary. 2-4-16, North Melbourne, Weemstown, one straight six. The Seagulls will be kicking towards the grandstand end and North Melbourne will be kicking towards the city end or right of screen for those uh, watching at home. And uh, Ben Taylor, we do have some around-the-ground scores. Um... Port Melbourne and Casey out there at North Port Oval. And, geez, I tell you what, the, the season is getting a bit ugly near the end of the year for the Borough. Yeah, 3 20 for Casey and Port Melbourne yet to score. So that's just at quarter time. So it's going to spend a long season for the, for the Borough and Casey going their merry way. So just uh, a stat in this game, 13 hit-outs to three in the first quarter in North Melbourne's way. So... Williamstown a bit of work to do. And Sarek wins out on that contest that time against McGrath, but going straight down the guts, Rennie Hicks. It's the Hicks Express towards the hotspot, 40 metres out from goal. Taking it, Perry King goes towards the empty goal square. Bouncing football. Britt Gibson, did she get a foot to it? You bet she did! What a fast start for this second term for the Kangaroos. They go to 3-4-22. Williamstown, one straight six. It's amazing if you get the ball in quickly into your forward line, just give your small forwards an opportunity. And Britt Gibson Gibson seems to be on the end of everything today. Uh, Kicked a couple of behinds, but nice to get on the scoreboard with that one. And it all started chugga-chugga-choo-choo with the Rennie Hicks Express straight down the middle of the guard. She got it to Perry King, who just turned around quickly. And when she went to that empty goal square, and then Britt Gibson, who showed last week she can win a foot race, did it again this time to get full reward. Well, Hicks has seven touches in that first quarter, so starting how she uh, finished the first. Umpire throws the ball up in the middle of the ground. McGrath versus Sarek called that one a tie on that occasion. Hand pass comes out to Emily Eves of Weemstown. Eves now kicks the football inside 50. Awkward bouncing football. Lofnane worn closely there by Kawa. Brought to ground. Umpire says no per opportunity. Ball up 40 metres out from the Seagulls goal. Well, i got to lock it in here, Williamstown, as I said. I've said that a couple of times in the first quarter, but... 
Um, yeah, so we'll see how we go. Serik wins out on this occasion. Ball popped out here for the Seagulls with a kick. It's a beautiful kick from Alabaxa, and the Seagulls respond quickly. Yeah, Pete, look, I have to say there, I think uh, some of the North Melbourne uh, North Melbourne defenders there were caught napping at that ball up. Um, they cleared that pretty easily. A quick handball out and a quick kick and a goal. Uh, exactly what the Seagulls would have wanted. But, yeah, they just caught napping there. Well, good game of footy we got here. Seagulls 2 straight 12. Kangaroos 3422 on WARFradio.com and on VFLW.tv. And if you think this is a good game, don't forget tomorrow, 8.30 a.m. on Wolf Radio, 9.30 a.m. on VFLW.tv. Second and first, Hawthorne and Essendon. Mouthwatering clash tomorrow. Umpire has the football back in the middle of the ground and we're going to reset and go again. Once again, it'll be Sirik versus McGrath. Umpire throws the ball up right in the middle of the sticky wicket. Both racks miss it on this occasion. Sirik jumps the ball to herself, then tries to push it forward. Morty gets pushed off the football at the crucial moment. Going there is Annabelle Scott to lay the tackle. And the umpire says, I'll have a ball up, thank you. Annabelle Scott, as we saw in the, in the pre-match, 50 games today for North Melbourne. Brings the football to ground. No one with clean hands trying to get to it as Hannah Ibrahim overruns the football. Quick hands out by Sarah Hosking. And here go the Seagulls again. This time getting absolutely poleaxed afterwards. This will be a downfield. And all of a sudden a bit of remonstration coming in. And it's against Mel Nickers, the former Seagull, who uh, put one of the uh, Williamstown players well and truly on the turf. It was a pretty heavy hit there from Mel Nickers. Um, I think she... Totally meant that one, but uh, yeah, that Williamstown player. Uh, I think it might be McCarthy. Yeah, she's not looking 100% down there. I think they might be doing the concussion test and all that, because the question is if she hit the ground, if her head hit the ground at the same time as she went down. But uh, certainly they were not happy with the treatment that Ashley Melnickus gave her, and they came in to remonstrate very quickly. Both uh, all teams are going into their respective huddles at the moment as they do their respective checks. Oh, the girls have got the best care out there with the, the medics out there at the moment that, and the trainers, are, they'll be looking after her. She's in good hands, but hopefully she'll be okay. Now, the clock is ticking. I don't think the umpires have done the double whistle. Now, reminding you what the rules are regarding time on in the VFLW is that yeah, they've stopped the clock. I've been confirmed they have stopped the clock. So what the rules are on the VFLW is is there's no time on for goals, out of bounds, ball ups, etc. However, if there's like this occasion where there's a serious injury, they will do a double whistle and that double whistle will stop the clock. So the clock can be stopped in, in circumstances where there is a serious injury. Williamstown play back on her feet now. And... Uh Whoops, she was about to try and jog off, but then she slowed down because I think she might be feeling a bit groggy. So, absolutely, the concussion test will be coming out. And, again, the number just blocked for us by the physio, but we think it might be Sophia McCarthy. It might be the one coming from the ground. I'll keep get you to keep an eye on that, Benny, and I'll keep an eye absolutely. on the play here. As Is this going to be a downfield? Yeah, it is a downfield free kick to where the ball went out of bounds. That means Jasmine Kawa will have it in the pocket. So Jasmine Kawa will be right up against the boundary line. Let's see if she does the old kick around the corner routine. Might have been Hosking. You think Sarah Hosking? Yeah, yeah number 11. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for that. That's okay. As we wait for Jasmine Kawa. Right up against the boundary line. Runs around. Gets the play on call. Does it bend back? 
No, it doesn't. Minor score. 2 1 13, Weemstown. 3 4 22, North Melbourne. With a player down for Weemstown. And we believe it may be Sarah Hosking, number 11, that might be going through the concussion protocols. As Molly Eastman will bring the ball back into play. Goes for a run. Oh, that's an ugly kick right off the side of the boot. And intercepting the mark there is Rupert Tripodi. Tripodi elects to go with a kick and put it to the hot spot. 35 metres out from goal. Waiting at the back for the bounce of the football with Strafford. She immediately gets besieged upon by Molly Eastman, who wrapped her all up. And the umpire will take the football back. And throw it up in the air. 35 metres out from the Wimstown goal. McGrath took it immediately out of the ruck. Almost brought down Rain with a kick. Trying to run onto the end of the footballers. Tyrell, Tyrell got it off the bounce. Kitten towards the dangerous hotspot. 35 metres out from goal. Intercepted by Molly Eastman. Eastman with the football for the Kangaroos. Looking down the guts now. Looking to go to the Morris Street side of the ground. The kick will swing off the right side of the boot. But reading the ball best is Rennie Hicks. Hicks with the ball at the halfback flank. Elects to try and come inboard with a little toe poker. Worked out okay to Annabelle Scott. Scott looking to get it out to Mel Nickus, who had some space to work with. Tyrell chasing after the football. Mel Nickus ended up going off the carpet. Coming in to try and swoop in and pick up the football is Fitzgerald, who's immediately run down. And the umpire says, your match gone. Play on advantage being taken. Spinning out of trouble is Eliza Strafford. Strafford wants to go inside 50. Sirik way over her head, but it doesn't matter. Waiting out the back is Jasmine Kawa. She's... Uh Getting on the end of a few this quarter is Kawa. Yeah. Sole goal kicker in the first quarter for Williamstown. So, yeah, they're going to have to tighten up the North Melbourne defence. 45 degree angle will be kicking from about 42 and a half metres out. Jasmine Kawa goes for the big run up. Now kicks the football. Got a bit of distance. Will just fall short. Waiting in the goal square, the tallest player on Elizabeth McGrath. So McGrath likes to go towards the back pocket, floats it too much in the air, making a contest of it is Bridgewater. Bridgewater immediately dumped in the turf by Scott. The umpire says, no prior opportunity, call for a ball up. Now, wasn't a great kick by McGrath, put her under a lot of pressure. They're not reading the ball well coming out of the back line, are they, uh, North Melbourne? They're not judging the breeze correctly. Almost being dragged over the boundary line, Ella Baxter. Ball somehow managed to keep in play. Throw a handkerchief over half a dozen players. There's Bradley trying to get it out for North Melbourne, seeing it over the boundary line, Ready Hicks. This is this Williamstown conditions factor for the home side. They, they probably know the conditions pretty well. Well, it's the one thing I always said to, like, Emily Fox of, uh, of Williamstown. I said that uh, the Seagulls, because of how the season is shaped, get um, a lot of home games. It's like if they could pick up five or six wins on the road, okay, or at least even four wins on the road in the first half of the year, they've got a massive home ground advantage at this venue. Absolutely. And if you're in the finals under Williamstown, you would back yourself in because you know that other sides on a windy day could not play this ground how you play it. It's a true home ground advantage as the umpire throws the football up in the air and away we go again. Except maybe Casey Demons. They're also used to the windy oh, I was going to say, there's Fields. not too many home ground advantages left in the, in the competition. As we call for another ball up, 45 metres out from the Williamstown goal. Once again, we'll go up in the air and it's McWilliams going to do the rucking here for the Seagulls. Wants to go back in for another crack at it. Kawa tried to jump in there as well. Also getting involved is Rhodes. Yeah, North Melbourne just being stalled a little bit by Williamstown. They're, they're doing very well at the moment. Now trying to win it out is uh, McGrath. Put it down to the advantage here of Smith, who gets caught. And the umpire says holding the football. Again, that's excellent work there by Cameron Tyrell. 
Terrell for Williamstown is about 65 metres out from home. He's going to give it a ride. A big ride on the kick. McGrath was waiting out the back. Here's a hurried snap. How does that look? It looks pretty good. And the Seagulls do Cassie McWilliam reduce the margin. They are 3-1-19, trailing 3-4-22. Game on at Point Jellybrand. Oh, look, mate. Williamstown are just uh, keeping North Melbourne honest at the moment. Some real, just get it in quickly. Give those forwards an opportunity. As I said, a few of the North Melbourne defenders have been caught napping this quarter. And North Melbourne, are, uh, Williamstown are right onto it. Three points the difference here at Point Jellybrand. And whenever the ball goes down Williamstown's forward half at this end... They feel like they're stuck in quicksand, the Kangaroos, at the moment. Amy Smith, no one talking to Amy Smith before. That The tackle from behind. Your teammates have got to use their voice. Umpire with the ball back in the middle of the ground. Serek versus McGrath in the contest. Both rucks miss it. Trying to go at it for a second contest was Emily Eves. Did she hold her opponent in Scott? And the umpire said, yes, she did. And Scott now gets up with a resulting free kick. Scott on the right boot. Now goes towards the half-forward flank. Going towards the city and looking for Skinner. Bodenweg Webster's claiming that she got a little nudge. Umpire said no. Then Skinner fell over in the process. Bodenweg Webster tries to go to pick up the football and does so successfully. Has to get past Skinner. Gets the hand pass off to Shani Whiting. Whiting going towards centre wing. Looking for McWilliam again in the contest versus Fitzgerald. Laid on a nice little bump which saw the ball gain about 10 metres going forward. Getting in there is uh, McCarthy. McCarthy for Weemstown. Kicks around the corner looking for back. Getting in there as Jones forces it near the boundary line. Danuccio chasing after it. Can't get to it. And the ball will go over and out. 35 metres out from the Weemstown goal. Weemstown just seem to have numbers around the contest. There seems to be three to one at every contest. So, again, the work rate. Weemstown just working that little bit harder. Peter Holden and Ben Taylor with you here on wharfradio.com and vflw.tv as the ball is thrown back into play. One out by Serek on that contest. Brought the ball to ground. Danuccio goes burying in there. Gets immediately put into the ground by Eastman. Umpire blows the whistle and says, I'll have the football back, please. And call for another ball up. So we're 35 metres out from the Weemstown goal. They're down by three points. And we have played on the clock 11 and a half minutes. We had a good stoppage for about a minute and a half. Umpire says shepherding in the ruck contest. Free kick to McGrath. What are they going to do here, Pete? McGrath out of the back line here. Goes with do? a kick, looking for distance. No talk came off hands. Rhodes went past, couldn't pick it up. Manau there for Williamstown. Clallan was there on the outside if they needed her. Hand pass coming through, trying to find Tripodi. Squeezed out of McWilliam, who just put on the left boot. Hurriedly looking for Baxter, just at her feet. Couldn't quite trap the football. Now a hurried squeeze, kick off the side of the boot. Didn't gain that much distance. Strafford goes in and puts Gibson into the ground. Yes, they've swung Gibson from, from forwards to defence. Intercepted. Eastman's kick cut off and this time taken by Ruby Tripodi. Again, again, North Melbourne out of defence. Just uh, being uh, pressured out of it. Here comes Shani Whiting cut off by Eastman. Eastman dropped it. Has to try and struggle. Boddenweg Webster dropped the football. Whiting now kicks the football. High, high, high in the air. Baxter is there marking at the back. Now umpire said touch. Fitzgerald gave it off and they moved the football quickly finding McDonald. McDonald in the back pocket. Grandstand side of the ground. Looking for some options. Uses her time. Now tries to be well-weighted with a kick, and it's an excellent pass to Nicholas. Georgia Nicholas has got nothing to go to, and she puts it down the throat of Cassie McWilliam. McWilliam for Williamstown. Gets on the left boot. Long, high kick in the air. Jones goes early with a contest versus McCarthy. Beat both of them. Ball bounced towards the pocket. Cleaning it up there is Fitzgerald. Off the side of the boot. It's going to go high the pack. Terrell didn't go for it because she heard the voice of Emily Eaves. 
Eves takes the mark, 52 metres out from goal. Gets on the right boot, spears it towards the hot spot. Gibson, missed it, out the back. McCarthy, McCarthy with the snap. She's got it! And weaves out of hit the front. Look, uh, a wonderful uh, front and centre goal there. Don't you love that from McCarthy? Red alert, red alert here at Point Jellybrand. We may be only in the second term, but as we said, North Melbourne's finals hopes are on the line. They must continue to win out in the remaining two and a half games of the season, including this game they've got to win. At the moment, they find themselves three points down. Wims down 4-1-25. North Melbourne 3-4-22. The Seagulls have brought their game today. Absolutely, Pete. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Um... Just their intent, their pressure around the, the footy and their, their usage going forward. It's, uh, it's been really uh, positive and Penny Caller Red be absolutely wrapped at halftime. Winning it there and McGrath in the contest coming out. Trapodi tried to fire out the hand pass to Serek. Serek going backwards. Got to do a little bit of dancing work there to try and get around the corner as Kawa cut off by McGrath. McGrath goes with a hurry kick towards the centre half forward position. Ball bounced awkwardly. Ended up being a North Melbourne ball momentarily as Bottenweg Webster came in to lay the tackle. This time coming in there's DeSanto and the umpire says no proper opportunity. DeSanto in the, in the pink uh, helmet. Standing out there today. Umpire throws the football up in the air. McGrath immediately took it out of the ruck. Went with a worm burner of the kick. Got past Gibson. Oh, dear. Holding the football, I think, here. And the umpire says, yes, you got caught. And uh, I think in the end being pinned was the number 12 in Bridgewater. And that means ending up with the ball is Georgia Nicholas for North Melbourne. 45-degree angle. She'll be kicking from 38.5 metres out. King towards the city end of the ground. Nicholas, not confident, so wants to try and race at it with the kick towards the top of the goal square. Oh, great mark back there. Jasmine Kawa stood tall. Been very good today. Last line of defence, that mark. Now looking for a way out of trouble. Kawa likes to go to the Morris Street side. Got a runner with her. Alex to give up the hand pass. And that's Bartonweg Webster who launches for distance. Oh, grease lightning. Sophie McCarthy. Just slid on her knees, took that, got straight up again, drew the player, went with a hand pass. Now the kick down the guts here for the Seagulls. They've got Ease out the back if it can get to her. Trying to cut it off his loft name. He's got to it. Kicked around the corner, the hot spot, 35 metres out. Nobody home. Ding dong. And taken away there by Hannah Ibrahim. And she goes with a pass. Manchester to set up Jess Morney. He wants to go for a run. She's got players breaking for her for the Kangaroos on the beach side of the ground. She's trying to find Craven. Oh, no. Bounced out of bounds. Last disposal. Free kick Seagulls. Yeah. That's got to hurt because they had plenty of runners on. Disappointing kick. Uh, really had to hit that, hit that target. So now with the Seagulls at centre wing, beach side of the ground. They elect to go with a booming long kick towards the half forward flank position. Oh, what a grab. Oh, she's had a good five minutes. Sophia McCarthy on fire. Now decides to square it up. And that's what she does. And she finds Cassie McWilliam. Yeah, no. Not, 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 not good enough uh, defending there by North Melbourne. Uh, just leaving their Williamstown uh, forwards uh, too loose there. Cassie McWilliam, 45 degree angle, will be kicking from from probably 39 metres out. McWilliam on the left boot gives it a ride way to the left, and it is out of bounds on the full. She ru rushed the kick there a little bit, Pete. Uh, she had a little bit more time there. 
I, I guess that's where the younger players coming up through the ranks. It's a bit like, you know, hey, time is your friend. Just, you know, use that little bit extra if you need to. No, she's been the best player on the ground in the second quarter. Tegan Bradley now for the Kangaroos. Kicks it towards the half-back flank. Was trying to find Morty. Ball ping-ponged around courtesy of Gibson. In there was Ibrahim as well. Clallon watches on and the umpire says, I'll call for a ball up. Jeez, Benito, we've got a cracking contest here nearing halftime. No, it's a great game so far. And North Melbourne, a bit of work to do. Umpire throws the football up in the air. Away we go again. Early leap to Jess Jones. Punched away there by Price. Big tackle laid on there by Landwehr. Um, player going nowhere. And the umpire says holding the football. Annabelle Scott was pinned. And she's probably looking at the ump going, what for opportunity? <laughs> it's like yeah. as soon as I got it, I got grabbed straight away. But the umpire says you've got to make an attempt. Uh, the pressure from Williamstown's been really good. Landwehr tries to go to something that turned into nothing. And Brick Gibson with an easy mark there for the Kangaroos. She's telling players on the Morris Street side, you've got to come to the beach side of the ground. And that's what she does. She goes with a kick towards the pack, near the centre wing position. Manoa's out there at the back, getting the football first and running away was Paterno. And her kick, though, was a skew F off the side of the boot. And it's a free kick going to Shani Whiting for Williamstown in front of their interchange bench. Whiting for the Seagulls, looking for some options up the line. Elects to go with a short pass instead of pumping it long. She found Emily Eaves. And pretty good for Williamstown today, Eves. Eves now gets on the right boot. Wanted to go in the Danuccio direction. Over her head. Danuccio might have a second crack at it as it bounced away from Gibson. Now trying to weave through traffic there. The umpire blows the whistle and says uh, dropping the football against uh, the player pinned Danuccio. And that will be a resulting free kick to Audrey Rhodes. Rhodes on the right boot, decides to go with the short pass, looking for Craven, who got claimed by Kawa. The umpire still pays the mark. Craven gets up and elects to play on quickly. Craven wants to go towards the half-forward flank. Sarah Skinner outmarks Bidenweg-Webster. Skinner gets going quickly, gets around Bidenweg-Webster, goes for a run, kicks it inside 50, looking for Ali McDonald to try and run onto it. McDonald did well. The ball bounced favorably to her. Broke one tackle. Lost it against Clullen. Clullen on the ground. McDonald took it away from her. Now this time, Corton brought to ground by Bridgewater. Umpire comes in and says... A stalemate, I'll call for a ball up right near the North Melbourne goal square. Three second efforts there on that occasion for the North Melbourne player there, so good intent. Manau was doing the rucking there for the Seagulls, and the Seagulls managed to clear the ball long, but it'll be a last disposal out of bounds. Free kick going the way of the Kangaroos now with Ashley Malnickus. We have gone uh, 19 and a half minutes in the second term. Remember, we did have some stoppage time due to uh, concerns to uh, Sarah Hosking, who went off with a possible concussion. And the umpire's just circling and says, uh, guess what, that one's too high. That is a free kick, and it is going the way of... The Seagulls and yeah, so. ending up with a Sophia McCarthy. Got a player running on by and Emily Eves. Eves got bumped as she kicked the football. Now looking for Danuccio. Too much juice on the kick. Lasso rule. Free kick going the way of Craven for North Melbourne. So we'll find out at half time how Sarah Hosking is. Hopefully she's okay and being taken care of down downstairs in the room. Jess Morney now gives it across to Craven. Craven now wants to go inside 50 with a kick. Red best by McWilliam. McWilliam's got pressure coming at her. Plays on. Gets the kick away. Got dumped afterwards. Umpire said it was fair. Now getting on the end of it is McGrath to go with the soccer skills. Oh! There was just a hand on it by Morney before it went out. So it's touched out of bounds. Meaning a throw in no lasso rule. So the umpire's come in nearly 10 metres there to throw this one in. 
Umpire throws the football back into play. McGrath versus, uh, looks like Paige Price on that occasion. Price and McGrath both go to ground, trying to fight in there as Emily Ease can't get the football out. Hurried little hand pass. Clullen was there, couldn't quite hang on to it. Around and around we go with a tackle laid on. The umpire says going nowhere. Landwehr coming in for that for, if I may, it was uh, Danuccio. First, first time I've noticed the umpire coming 10 metres there. He popped the ball, wouldn't have made the distance if he threw it from the boundary line. <laughs> the wind yeah. would have taken it. Yeah, it's certainly playing games here at Point Jellybrand. <laughs> Another stalemate, and we'll call for a ball up. Three-point lead to Wimsdown near the shadows of the halftime siren. Up in the air we go again. McGrath trying to go for the early leap versus Eves. Craven caught by Clallan, dropping the ball. No, knocked out of her head. No, now he changes his mind and says it's holding the football. Can they get a score on the board before the halftime siren? Clallan moves quickly to McWilliam. McWilliam takes a mark. Might have to get a rig along quickly here. McWilliam goes towards the pocket. Oh, one, two. No, dropped it at the crucial moment there by Tripodi. Tripodi pushed into the back. Free kick. Free kick. Tight angle. And we'll be kicking from 38 metres out. It really wasn't a good kick from McWilliam. Really kicked it on top of uh, the forward's head there. And North Melbourne just weren't clean enough. And, uh, 22 minutes gone in this second term. Remember, extended time due to uh, the possible concussion injury to Hosking. The kick from Trapodi on the halftime siren. Oh, my goodness, the Seagulls are up and about. Now, look... Um, a wonderful quarter of endeavour, intent, pressure. Uh, they had numbers around the footy and they made the most of their opportunities. And Tripodi there kicking the goal on the siren. Uh, North Melbourne uh, got a bit of thinking to do at half time. 5 1 31 Weemstown, North Melbourne 3 4 22. Could we be using the hashtag today, giant killers? As we said, North Melbourne have got a win today, then against the Bulldogs, then the Southern Saints to make the finals. They would have been looking at this game saying, let's just get the job done. Weemstown are saying, we're not making this easy for you. Well, we both uh, picked North Melbourne at the start of this game. So, and the first 10 minutes, you thought North Melbourne just have uh, the poise, the skill, the, the players um, to get the job done. But Williamstown just the gut and grind and, yeah, they they worked it out there. So We, we should remind everyone that, that North Melbourne will have the breeze in the third term. So the question will be, can North Melbourne put on a big scoring quarter in the third quarter to regain back the lead at three-quarter time and then try and park the bus in the well, final they, well, quarter? They're going to have to. Yeah. I don't think... There's an option. They're going to have to attack. They're going to have to score because they know the last quarter, Williamstown's coming home with the win. So so the challenge has been laid down to North Melbourne. If you want some finals football, they've got to come out big time in the third quarter. Williamstown 5-1-31. The Kangaroos 3-4-22. Ben, we'll get some stats with you in a moment for some of the better players. Goal kickers at Halftime look like this for Wimstown. Singles to Baxter, Kawa, McCarthy, McWilliam and Tripodi. For North Melbourne, it's singles to Gibson, Rhodes and Skinner. How do the stats look? Yeah, so uh, Shani Whiting uh, still leads the way for Wimstown with 12 disposals. Uh, Tripodi, the goal kicker there at halftime, she's got nine and Eves, I said. Uh, she's been very good for this whole game. Seven disposals and uh, for North Melbourne... Well, McGrath's had 11 disposals and she's really been the dominant uh, force in the middle for, for the Kangaroos. Hicks with 10 and Morning with 7. So 
And I've liked Craven's game. Uh, She's in and out and she's at every contest. She's in the right spot. Bit of a disposal to let her down occasionally, but uh, she knows where the footy is. We get some around the ground scores from what's happening at Northport Oval. And again, uh, Port Melbourne, it's not looking good. They are no score. Casey Demons, 5-7-37. In that game, Harris Simiuk's kicked two goals, follows... Horn and Mitchell each with goals. Going through the stats from that game just quickly for the Casey Demons. Uh, Johnson, 15 disposals. Chaplin, 12, 11 for Hulk, 10 each for Harrisimiuk and Kirkwood. Uh, for Port Melbourne, uh, 14 each to Barton and Diet, 7 each to Davian O'Keefe. Yeah, well, it's an interesting game uh, going on at the moment over there. But just with this game, uh, Williamstown, they won the inside 50s that quarter, 15-11. So... Um, yeah, it's really, as I said, if you can get the footy in there quickly, give your forwards an opportunity, hit the scoreboard, make the most of your opportunities. There you go. That's the game right there. We have got a very big final, uh, final, final quarter. Final, final half. half. Yes, thank you very much. <laughs> I don't want to pack been, up and go been, home it's been, it's been a late night, Pete. Yeah, I know you've been working all uh, night. I worked so. the overnight shift and got woken up with a phone call when I tried to get a quick little nap in. So <laughs> so the brain slowly and reboot process during this halftime break. No, we've got a big final half coming up here at uh, Northport. Uh, pardon me, at uh, Point Jelly Brand. See, I'm going delirious of what ground I'm at now. That's why we do need the break. It is Williamstown. 5-1-31, leading North Melbourne 3-4-22. We'll be back right after this. Do you know what to do if you can't make it on election day? You may be able to vote at an early voting centre or apply for a postal vote. The federal election will be held on Saturday the 21st of May. All Australian citizens aged 18 years and over must vote. COVID-19 safety measures will be in place. Your vote will help shape Australia. To check early voting options and eligibility or to find your nearest polling place, go to aec.gov.au. Authorised by the Electoral Commissioner, Canberra. Been playing for a while Sweet kicks Cos footy makes you smile Sweet kicks football If you're getting ready for the trials Gotta go the extra mile Sweet kicks football Not always hearing that sweet sound when you kick the ball? Need to develop your footwork or explosive speed? Want to take the next step in your footy career? Then you need Sweet Kicks. More info on our Facebook page or go to our website, sweetkicksfootballacademy.com.au. Gotta go the extra mile. Sweet Kicks Football. Life can be really tough when you or a close family member has cancer. But if you're 12 to 25, Canteen's in your corner. Canteen provides whatever practical and emotional support you need, from connecting you with other young people who get what you're going through, to helping you develop new skills to cope, and just bringing back some fun into your world. So if cancer's messing with your life, check out canteen.org.au. And remember, Canteen's in your corner. 
If you've come home to find your property has been damaged, call 131 4. If you've had something stolen from your car, call 131 4. If you've lost something or found something valuable, call 131 4. If you want to register a party or let us know you're going away on holiday, call 131 4. When you need the police but not the sirens, call 131 4. For more information and for online reporting, visit police.vic.gov.au. Authorised by the Victorian Government, Melbourne. If you're after the most comprehensive coverage on women's football across Australia, then look no further than Rookie Me Central. Formerly Draft Central, Rookie Me Central has news and reviews, podcasts, videos, and much, much more on all the state leagues across the country, including the VFL Women's and NAB League Girls. Find out why everyone turns to Rookie Me Central for their women's football content. Follow Rookie Me Central on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Rookie Me Central. Bored in retirement? Join Probus. If you want more out of retirement, join your local Probus club and start having fun with like-minded people. Probus clubs are non-fundraising and purely social, so all they do is concentrate on enjoying retirement. There are hundreds of Probus clubs, with new ones opening almost every month. So find a Probus club near you today by visiting probussouthpacific.org or calling 1300 630 488. Probus, new lease of life. Hi, Kirk Pengilly from InXS here. And whether it's music, sweet things, puppies, movies, we all love our treats. But our eyes need treating too. 300,000 Australians, including me, are affected by glaucoma. Diagnosed early, glaucoma can be managed. Left undiagnosed, it can cause blindness. So treat yourself by treating your eyes to a simple test. Book your test at treatyoureyes.org.au today. Even when everything is going great, the black dog of depression can sneak up on you. You're not alone. One in seven Australians are feeling just like you. But there is hope available. The Black Dog Institute provides information on diagnosis, treatment and prevention of mental illnesses like depression, bipolar disorder and anxiety. If the black dog is hounding you, visit blackdoginstitute.org.au for real help and support. Black Dog Institute. Putting health in mind. Storms are Australia's most costly natural disaster. Getting prepared now is the best way to protect people and to minimise damage to your property. Keep your gutters, downpipes and drains clear and stash any loose items in yards or on balconies. Trim any trees and branches hanging too close to your house and keep your roof in good repair. For emergency help, call the SES on 132500. No business wants to throw money away. But did you know sending resources to landfill can be more expensive than recycling them? Planet Ark's free business recycling service can kickstart your workplace recycling journey, help you find the right recycling solutions and give you a competitive edge. Join the 1 million Australians using business recycling to keep valuable resources in circulation. Visit businessrecycling.com.au. It's just good business. The commentary of the game you're currently listening to is from the volunteers at Women's Australian Rules Football Radio. Founded in 2014, WARF Radio is not just here to provide a professional call the women's game deserves, but also provide important experience for those wanting a career in sports media. If you're a past or present women's footballer or coach or a media student and you'd like to give football commentary a try, visit warfradio.com and click on volunteer. 
That's warfradio.com and click on volunteer. What do you listen to while you wait for the next VFLW game on Wharf Radio? Do you long for the days when radio stations played music that you knew without a barrage of ads and announcers that always want to be the main attraction? Welcome to Turn Back Time Radio, formerly GoRadio.live. We're here 24 hours a day, every day of the year, playing the very best music from the past 70 years. Songs you know, songs you want to sing along with. You can listen at www.turnbacktime.radio or better still, by downloading the free Turn Back Time Radio app for your Apple or Android device. Turn Back Time Radio, great music, great times. It's radio as it should be. It's women's Aussie rules are doing what they love. The faster talk, don't mess with them because they can get rough. Are you ready for the challenge? Are you ready for the mess? It's the call of the game. It's the VFL Women's Match of the Day. It's the VFL Women's Match of the Day. Indeed it is the VFL Women's Match of the Day here on WARFradio.com. That's your home of women's football, WARFradio.com. Stands for Women's Australian Rules Football Radio. We're at the ground delay free on 89.1 FM. And you're also watching us on VFLW.TV. And at halftime by Jingo's, Williamstown are throwing it down to North Melbourne. 5-1-31 to 3-4-22. Peter Holden and Ben Taylor with you. And uh, Benny, as we said, North Melbourne have got to win out to get to the finals and hope that Collingwood lose a game. They would not be counting on dropping a game to Weemstown. And Weemstown, who blew up Carlton's finals chances last week, are looking to be giant killers two weeks in a row. Yeah, well, I said before the break, they had a bit to think about it half-time. So I hope they've, they've done that. And how are they going to combat this... Uh energetic Williamstown girls side they uh it was a wonderful quarter for Williamstown by uh Sophia McCarthy she just uh involved herself in the contest and kicked a goal and everyone was up and about and uh she took her teammates along with the ride and they were all invested you know the whole lot of them every contest they were running in waves and yeah they were all over north but it's only going to take a couple of goals this quarter, North Melbourne, back level pegging again. So, I tell you what, the, the, the mindset of Williamstown will be very interesting in this third quarter. They know they'll have the breeze in the final quarter and they know what they can do with the breeze. The question is, are they going to attempt to park the bus against North Melbourne and could that put them into a stall and kill their momentum or do they just have to try and keep playing that attacking brand of football and even if North Melbourne do score a couple of goals on them, at least having their mindset right. But we will get that in the final quarter. Yeah, well, North probably need a bit more from, from their forward line again. Uh, Paterno, uh, Skinner, they just need to involve themselves a little bit more. And Yeah, um, their, their midfielders are doing okay. I mean, Hicks is winning it out of the, mm. the middle. Uh, she's been really important. Annabelle Scott's getting involved. Uh, I've liked the work rate of Ali McDonald towards the end of that last quarter. So they've just all got to get on board here. Crowd, crowd's built up to about 350 here at uh, Point Jelly Brand. And all of a sudden, there's just this, for Williamstown supporters, a whiff in the air of an upset and maybe a little sense of concern from the Kangaroo supporters. 
not too far away from getting this third term underway. We're told, by the way, stoppage time for that second uh, quarter was 2 minutes and 25 seconds for that Sarah Hosking uh, uh potential concussion that we worried about uh, when she was taken off the ground. Not on a stretcher, walked off the ground, but did look a little bit groggy. Tried to jog off and then had to slow down to a walk. Yeah, so we, hope, we hope she's okay. Uh, pretty heavy hit there from Malnickus. Malnickus. Well, anyway, we're about to get underway for the third term here at Point Jellybrand between Williamstown and North Melbourne. It is Williamstown with a nine-point advantage. One out by uh, Sarek Ball, hit the ground, trying to scrap hard for it is Tripodi. Umpire blows the whistle and says, I'll take the football back, please, just as Rennie Hicks was going to try and come away with the pill. And the umpire will take the football back right in the middle of the centre circles, throw it up in the air. Umpire says a little bit of infringement there in the contest against McGrath, and it's going the way of Lana Serek. So Serek with the football, looking for some options down the guts. Alexa to go straight down the line towards centre half forward. Early flies, and the umpire says uh, interfered with was Molly Eastman. Uh, no, not Molly Eastman, pardon me. Uh, going the way of Mel Nickus interfered with and she would get the resulting free kick. She's changed from a long sleeve jumper now to the sleeveless and elects to go to the halfback flag. Oh, on the Morris Street side of the ground has coughed it up and found Clellan instead for Weemstown. Now it's this half forward flank in front of the cricket nets. Alex to play on. Clellan goes for a pass inside 50. Eastman tried to cut the football off from getting in with good delivery. Ball spilled out in the end, putting it on the boot is a land where her kick though is across the face and intercepted. And taking it there for the is Kangaroos Craven? is Craven. And she elects to switch across the face of goal. Running out of defence on this occasion was Amy Smith. Her kick, though, is cut off. And this time it's Emily Eaves. Again, North Melbourne, Pete, just coming out of defence. Uh, costly errors coming out of defence. Eaves now goes long, almost towards the top of the goal square. Ball got out in the land where his kick is a well and truly away. She wanted to try and bend it around the corner and the ball just would not bend. And it went one bounce over the boundary line for a throw-in. Yeah, well, they're, they're pressing early. They're, they're putting the North Melbourne defence under a lot of pressure. That's what they've got to do. Ball is thrown back in. McGrath does the right, put it straight down the throat of Craven. Had to get rid of it before being claimed by Easy. He's been get the hand pass back to McGrath. Top potato now across to Annabelle Scott. And intercepted. Now getting on the end of it is Stella Bridgewater. Bridgewater elects to sell the candy and Bridgewater goes for a run and then shanks the kick at the last second. We'll be disappointed with that. Craven now goes with a hurry kick looking for Paterno. Bounced away from her. Tripodi tried to get in there. Paterno hand pass out to Eastman who got out to Morney. Morney off the side of the boot. Trying to cut it off there as DeSanto got away from her ball. Bounced over the boundary line and out of bounds. That was a little bit better. And is it Lasso? There's a discussion between the field umpire and the boundary umpire. Yes, Lasso, it wasn't touched. So that means it is a free kick going the way of Shani Whiting. So Whiting looking ahead for some options. A little bit quieter in the second quarter, but she didn't see a hell of a lot of it. And down there. she goes towards the half-forward flank position. Eastman went early, lost it. Ball hit the ground, trying to fight in there is Stratford, the Wimstown captain for today. Umpire comes in, says no opportunity. We'll call for a ball up. We are about 55 metres out from the Wimstown goal, going towards the city end. Hand pass came out, immediately trapped there was Rennie Hicks. Ball ricocheted out to Serek. Serek put it towards the hotspot, 35 metres out from goal. Who wants to run onto it for the Seagulls is the question. 
having it there as Baxter immediately got caught, had to cough it up. Hurry kick by the Kangaroos will only get as far as Whiting. Whiting got a shrug off one player, shrugged off two, but then put it straight down the throat of Rennie Hicks. Hicks elects to go for a quick run, puts it out towards the centre wing position on the Morris Street side of the ground. Craven chasing after it, Bottenwick Webster over around the football. Craven went back and got it, looking for Gibson. One bite, lost it, got it back on the run. Gibson's flying, shot at goal, is good. Oh, it was a lot better build up there from North. They had the numbers and they had the, the spare number. They moved it quickly and again Craven involved and, and Gibson. We've seen her at both ends of the ground at various stages this afternoon but yeah, it was nice that she was able to hit the scoreboard again. I think it's the second goal today, Pete, is it? Indeed it is. And just good body work from her, used her frame, just to nudge her opponent slightly with the hips. And that just gave her some space that when the ball did bounce, she was able to pick it up and run onto and score the goal. It's just those little one percenters that make the difference. And it now makes it three points the difference. North Melbourne, 4-4-28. Weemstown, 5-1-31. Umpire with the ball back in the middle of the ground. Again, it will be McGrath and Serek to go in the contest. Umpire throws the ball high in the air again. One out by Serek. Stolen by Annabelle Scott in her 50th VFLW game. Kicks it inside 50. Trying to trap the footballers. Nicholas got to turn around and get past DeSanto. Went with a hand pass over the top. Managing to get a hurry kick away there. Was Randy Hicks. Found Gibson. Gibson. Two and a minute. North in front. Was, uh, definitely, uh, you, you, could, you could tell it was going to happen. Again, a quick entry and the bodywork there of Gibson again, too strong for a Williamstown opponent. Sort of fell in her, in her lap. I think they thought the ball was going to go over her head and she ran the other way and it fell in her lap and yeah, she uh, has kicked another one. Too strong, too smart, Brittany Gibson. And she puts her kangaroos up by three points. 5-4-34, Weemstown 5-1-31. As we've gone five and a half minutes into this third term on vflw.tv and on warfradio.com. And whenever we're at the ground, you can hear us delay free on 89.1 FM. Umpire with the football back in the middle of the ground. Throws it high in the air once more. Paige Price going up against McGrath. McGrath manages to tap it to the advantage of... Uh, Rennie Hicks had got knocked over by Clallan but got a kick away. Was trying to find Morney Bond and Webster overran it. Skinner got it to Morney. Morney now with a little toe pucker going inside 50. Awkward bouncing football. Trying to be trapped there by Perry King. King went back in for a second effort at a hand pass. Looking for Craven. Craven to Gibson. Gibson went with a kick to try and square it up. Cutting it across there was Talia Wright. Right, right. You're bloody well right. Tries to get in there. Going there is Emily Eves. Clallan tried to lay on the tackle. Perry King with a hurry kick away towards the top of the goal square. Trying to trap it as Moss. Moss back to Gibson. Gibson goes for the snap this time. It is a weight to the left-hand side. Minus score. 5-5-35, North Melbourne. Wimstown 5-1-31. Oh, the roof would have taken off if she kicked that one, Pete. <laughs> Three and a quarter. In these low-scoring VFLW games, it's, uh, she's been pretty influential, hasn't she? Sharni Whiting with the ball at full back for Wimstown. Looking towards the beach side. Thinks about going down the guts, now stays beachside, halfback flank. Clallan was underneath it, trying to back back and taking a good strong mark. It was Jasmine Kawa. And Kawa with the football. It's got runners on if she wants to look ahead and see if she can kick it into their space. Alexa almost go towards the pack, managing to mark it well there. Was Tripodi gave it across to Danuccio. Danuccio going towards the half forward flank with a long pick for McWilliam to try and run onto. Trapped it, her hand pass fluffed it. And the umpire said no, dropping it. And that means it is a free kick going the way of the Kangaroos. And ending up with it is Elizabeth McGrath. 
McGrath on the right boot wants to go up the line. Whiting read it well. Took a good mark. Shani Whiting used to originally be like a centre-half forward here at Williamstown. Really def uh, has announced herself as a defender. And maybe in conversations for an AFLW contract. And oh, it's the old trick. <laughs> it's the old trick. And this is what you hand about the stand rule. Yeah. Is that the player was standing there. The umpire gave the hurry up, but didn't say play on. Which sucked in the player there in Perry King. Who ran forward and, King, and um, Whiting knew exactly what had happened. And that's how she got marched the 50 metres. I don't like the rule though, Pete. Oh, yeah. I think when the up-fire gives the hurry up, it should count as the play on because this is how the 50 gives away. It sucks in the player on the mark and thinking, oh, I've heard the voice go when you're not supposed a, to. Now, she's a booming kick. Well, you, think, you think she'd be able to kick this? Let's see what the wind does with it, though. That'll be the question. Whiting, 35 metres out, slight angle. Gives it a ride. Gives it a roost. <laughs> the breeze takes it to Hopes the right-hand side. Minus score, 5-2-32, Weemstown. North Melbourne 5-5-35. It's been a really good game of footy. Eastman has the football at full back for North Melbourne. As we said, they've had some troubles coming out of their back 50. Now Lex to go for a run, gets past Eves. Kicks it up the line looking for Jones, dropped it. DeSanto, hurry kick inside 50, got past McWilliam. Trying to trap it in front there, Fitzgerald. Almost overran it, shoveled it out, trying to find McDonald. Gets brought to ground immediately and locked up. The umpire will call for a ball up the Weemstown centre-half forward. Uh, uh, plenty of people coming through the gates now to I catch uh, the back end of this game. I think the word must have got round town. We've got a beauty on here at Point Jellybrand. Either that or they're very early for the men's game, which doesn't start to 7.35. I'd like to think they're here to watch women's footy, which is fantastic. And they've been listening to us at home, so they've come down. So... Jess Jones has the resulting free kick and elects to go towards the centre wing on the Morris Street side of the ground. Craven trying to chase after the football, overran it, going in there and fighting in hard with a pill was Talia Wright. Ball still trapped just inside the boundary line, wrapped up Georgia Nicholas. The umpire said there is no prior opportunity and will call for a ball up between centre wing and the half forward flank for North Melbourne. Next 10 minutes, pretty crucial for North Melbourne, you would think. Umpire says uh, shepherding in the rack contest. Free kick going the way of Paige Price. Price for Weemstown. Flat mongrel kick towards the centre wing position. Getting onto it with a burst of speed is King. King got it across to Danuccio. Danuccio to Tripodi. Tripodi, they've got a player on inside 50 if they can find her. Bouncing football. Eves tries to run onto it. Molly Eastman knocked her over at the crucial moment. Then Eastman is G-O-N-E gone. That was pretty good. Pretty good work there by Eastman. She just got an unlucky bounce that put her under enormous pressure and she's lost a footy. It is Sophia McCarthy who ran her down. McCarthy has already got one goal today. We'll be kicking on a 45 degree angle and we'll be kicking from 41 metres out. This will test her. Now we saw what happened with Whiting's kick before. She's probably got to aim it at that left goal post and let it swing back. Seagulls down by three points, kicking into the breeze, nearing the 11-minute mark of the third quarter. Sophia McCarthy, slow approach. Now with a little skip on the step. Gives it a ride on the right boot, and it will fall short. 
Danuccio wants to get involved. Ibrahim for North Melbourne is there, and the umpire will take the football back just near that right-hand point pose, which wobbles in the breeze. She didn't take my advice, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> I just think she was just trying to worry about the distance to begin with. McWilliam did the ruck work there. Danuccio tried to lay the tackle, which forced the ball over the boundary line and out of bounds, 30 metres around from that right-hand point post. The skies are starting to clear up here at Williamstown, so I think it's going to be a pretty clear night. I think that's good news. I mean, the last thing we want is rain to come in and try and spoil this great contest because you've got two sides going at it here. As back in the play, missed out by Jones. Fitzgerald, hand pass out. Whoops, that could be a throw. Yes, it is. <laughs> against Amy Smith, who got pinned. She lost control of the football as her jumper was tugged at the crucial moment. And it ends up being a free kick to the Wimstown captain for today, Eliza Strafford. She'll be kicking from 38 metres out. Slight angle. I'm having deja vu. I think that happened in the in the second quarter as well, Pete, with Amy Smith being tackled from behind. Strafford. Yep. Can she put the seagulls up? Inchy approaches to the city end of the ground. Gives it a right on the right boot. It swings left. It comes back. It comes off hands. There's a mess up in the goal squares. Fitzgerald get the hand pass out to Craven and quickly put it on the boot. Down the throat of Ella Baxter. My God, North Melbourne are having trouble today coming out of Weemstown's defence. Yeah, they've uh, turned it over a fair bit in the last quarter and a bit. Baxter is going to try and put it up towards the top of the goal square and hope for a mark. Ease was one of those through the air first. Hand pass came out, almost stolen. Bobbled around. Getting in there as Ibrahim wraps up Kawa. And the umpire comes in and says, I'll ball it up 35 metres out from the Weemstown goal. I've, liked, I've really liked Kawa's game today. She's uh, been one of Weemstown's better players. Umpire throws the football up in the air. Missed out by Jones. Cowan went through, couldn't pick it up. Scott tried to fire out the hand pass. Oh, crash of bodies there. The umpire said, no, no one got nobody in the back. He can play on. In goes Skinner, who just slammed it on the boot. Nope for the best. Here comes Gibson versus Whiting. Gibson gets the front position. Ball burn, didn't bounce kindly for her. She went back, tapped it in front of herself. Now went with a little hand pass. Now she caught one in the back. Advantage is going to be paid. And Nicholas, oh, she stubbed her foot as she tried to kick it to an open goal. And she goes on the ground and goes, oh, of all moments that could happen. Yeah, just Minus score. Some high contact there from DeSanto there. Gave away the free kick. She took the advantage because she had, she was ahead. And she put the foot down and dubbed her foot. Over. Yeah. 5-6-36 North Melbourne, 5-2-32 Weemstown. Nearly 14 minutes gone in the third term. Here's the long kick up the line. Almost held onto it. The umpire says, no, it just slipped out of your grasp. Morney gets the hand, gets the kick going quickly. Was trying to find Craven. Found Skinner. Skinner goes high, high, high on the air. Gibson pushing for it. Whiting there. Managed to go for the fist instead of the mark. Now picking it up there is Rhodes. Rhodes put it into a dangerous position. McDonald managing to spoil from behind as King did well. Picking it off there, though, was Bradley. Got it across to McDonald. Back to Bradley. Hot potato football. No one wants to hang on to it. Getting bumped off of it is Bridgewater at the crucial moment. Coming in is King to lay the tackle. Umpire blows the whistle and says I'll have a ball up thanks 45 metres out from the North Melbourne goal. It's certainly uh, the pressure's building North Melbourne know how important it is to to make the use of the last five minutes here. Annabelle Scott quickly throws it on the boot, hopes for a mark and she does get a mark! Emily Paterno read it best the ball just flooded over the head of Bidenweg Webster and Paterno's mark was 25 metres out, 45 degree angle. She'll be kicking from 28 and a half. Well, she had an opportunity in the first quarter. Got to make the most of this opportunity. She was warming up from this end, so... Should have worked out 
Paterno, in she comes. How does it look? Away to the near side, minus score. 5-7-37 North Melbourne. Williamstown, 5-2-32. More, more than 15 minutes gone in the third term here on wharfradio.com and vflw.tv. The kick up in defence by Wadding. Ain't that flash. Trapodi under all kinds of pressure. Danuccio went in there, overran it. Morning went with a hand pass. Looking for uh, looking for Paterno. Then goes Gibson. Gibson trying to be brought down by originally Danuccio. Then uh, Manoa comes over the top and the umpire says, now you're caught, but there is no proper opportunity. Yeah, look, a bit floppy again by Williamstown there out of defence. So... Yeah, McGrath tried to put it to the advantage there of Rhodes to run onto it. Carmo, I saw the ball over the boundary line and out of bounds. You see Whiting kicking the ball 60 metres out of the fence and when she tried to do the little short kick, yep. nearly came unstuck then. Don't mess around with it. If you've got the big boot, just get it out of there, I reckon, as the ball is thrown back into play. McGrath... Versus Serek. Serek goes for the punch, goes towards the boundary line. Annabelle Scott managed to strike off the ease tackle, then got dumped in the end by Bridgewater. And the umpire, they've been hot on the whistle today. Fair to both sides, but very hot on the whistle. Says holding the football. And free kick going the way of Stella Bridgewater. Just Bridgewater play, draws the player, goes across to Whiting. Whiting gets on the boot, shanks it. It was a flaky kick from Whiting, dare I say. And here's the kick from <laughs> North Melbourne back inside to their forward 50. And in the end, that might have actually worked out best for them. They allowed to get a reset 35 metres out from goal. Yeah, look, um, as I said, an important few minutes here. North Melbourne, they know, they know that Williamstown's going to come home hard in the last quarter, so they have to get another one here. Serik versus McGrath. Serik maybe holding on to McGrath. Umpire ignored it. In goes Scott. Immediately caught from behind from Trapodi. Now is this in the back? Yes it is. So Trapodi gives away the free kick to Annabelle Scott. 50 VFLW games today. Congratulations on that Annabelle Scott. Scott goes long towards the top of the goal. Square Manoa's there as well. Craven! She puts it through. Looks for the high fives. And she puts her side 11 points up, 6-7-43, the Kangaroos. The Seagulls, 5-2-32, 17 and a half minutes gone, third term. And she looks like she's coming straight off the ground after Modern that. Modern football. <laughs> but look, Craven, as I said uh, at halftime, she just seems to be in the right spots. At the fall of the ball, she's always there. So, been a tr pretty solid performance by Craven. I think we spoke about her with Steph Binder in the pre-match. Um, really enjoyed her game today. So the umpire with the ball back in the middle. Two minutes remaining to the three-quarter time siren. You just got a feeling the Kangaroos probably need one more just to make sure they feel that little bit more comfortable heading into three-quarter time. If Wimsdale can poach one back, it uh, really might put North Melbourne in panic mode. Now this is Rhodes. Rhodes is caught by Baxter. Round and round and round she goes. And the umpire says holding the football. Ella Baxter has the resulting free kick for Weemstown. Beach side of the centre circles. Elects to play on quickly. Baxter pumps it long. And the umpire said downed afterwards. Down free kick. This one against Rhodes. And Rhodes gets a little nudge afterwards. Courtesy of Boddenwick Webster saying you shouldn't be doing that. Uh, not, not a great couple of minutes here for... For Rhodes. McWilliam elects to go quickly on the left boot towards the pocket for the Seagulls. Oh, red best there by McGrath, who's packed us off in defence. McGrath elects to go with a kick across the face of goal. Taking it is Jones, who will go for a run. 
A kick. Oh, smothered off the boot. Close up against the boundary line. McDonald's got it. Had to get going with a quick quickly before Landwehr got her. Now managing to make a contest of it is right. Maybe a little jump of tug. The umpire said no, it was fair. Paterno gave it across to Scott. Right up against the boundary line. Bouncing football. Chasing after it and receiving as Georgia Nichols takes a bounce. Lost control, managed to kick it in front of herself. Still managed to keep the football moving to Moss. Moss back to Nichols. He got a shove over the boundary line at a crucial moment. Surely that was a free kick. Her eyes lit up going, I'm going to go for goal. And then the next moment she copped a mouthful of grass. And Nichols is feeling a bit worse for wear after that shove in the side. Well, I think you've got to use your body, don't you? Well, it was in the side and not in the back. So I guess technically, according to the rules, as the ball is thrown back into play, Annabelle Scott tries to pick up the football off the carpet, gets brought down, her kick just went straight up and straight down five metres, punched away by Serek, overrunning the footballer's Kawa, trying to get in there as Morty bounced off the park. Clellan there for Williamstown, tries to weave through heavy traffic like an Uber driver going down Lonsdale Street, managed to kick it in towards the middle of the ground, only for it to be intercepted. And the siren sounds for three-quarter time. The quarter won by North Melbourne. They lead by 11 points, but with a gale force wind in the final term, Williamstown will come home with a wet sail. This will be an intriguing last 20 minutes. I'm glad we're here for it, Pete. It's uh, been a wonderful game of footy. Uh, what can Williamstown do here? They, they know they know they've got the advantage in the last quarter. And they know for absolutely certain North Melbourne will park Gibson back there. Gibson will be a force. The question is, do you move Whiting down there, who will be an equal-sized body, to say, Whiting, stick hip-to-hip with Gibson and try and counteract each other? Yeah, well, you you don't think the ball's going to be up in the north forward line too much, so it'll be about defending Williamstown. Can they do it for the the next 20 minutes? That's the the key. 6-7-43 to 5-2-32, North Melbourne lead Weemstown. And we remind you once more, if you've just joined us on VFLW.TV or WolfRadio.com, that North Melbourne must win today. North Melbourne must win today to keep their finals hopes alive. And as we speak, we've got a player down... I think that's Georgia Nichols again, who's struggling. And I think she might be struggling to breathe. Remember, she got shoved in the side, hit the ground pretty hard. She's tried to come off. Her teammates then in McGrath and uh, Loftane just spotted her. She is at, I I guess what you call right on the 50-metre arc. She is uh, feeling the pinch at the moment. As I said, it was a pretty heavy heavy knock from DeSanto. And I don't think it was the most... uh, legal uh, way of doing it. But well, well, you're saying maybe the match review panel might, well, have, uh, might ha- at least look at the vision is what we're trying to say. Well, a lot of these things, it, it's the aftermath of what happens to the, the injured player uh, rather than the actual action itself. So, And, and as we said, Williamstown have been down with the possible concussion, as we said to um, Sarah Hosking in the second quarter. So this could even things up if Nicholas is not feeling that right. Well, she's starting to run off now. Let's just hope it was just uh, out of breath and she's managed to suck in the oxygen and she's uh, right to go. But uh, that is intriguing. We might get for you the stats uh, or the better players and when it comes to disposals. I'll give you around the ground scores of what is happening at uh, Casey and Port Melbourne. Casey, 
7-9-51, leading Port Melbourne 1-1-7 there at three-quarter time for Casey. Two goals leads to Harris, Simeon and Mitchell. Singles to Fallows, Horn and Simmons. Campbell, the only goal kicker for Port Melbourne. Stats that you've got here for um, for this game between North Melbourne and Winston. Yeah, so North Melbourne, uh, Elizabeth McGrath, she's been the dominant big man in the middle of the ground. She leads all possession getters with 15. Rennie Hicks uh, with 14. Morney, a uh, really good third quarter there with 14. And Craven, um, she's got 13. So they're the leading position getters for North Melbourne. And for Williamstown, Shani Whiting, 18. She got 18 last week as well, so she's uh, equaled last week. Uh, Tripodi with 13, I thought she was pretty good. McCarthy with 9 and Eves with 8. We'll be back with a final quarter right after this. What do you listen to while you wait for the next VFLW game on Wharf Radio? Do you long for the days when radio stations played music that you knew without a barrage of ads and announcers that always want to be the main attraction? Welcome to Turn Back Time Radio, formerly GoRadio.Live. We're here 24 hours a day, every day of the year, playing the very best music from the past 70 years. Songs you know, songs you want to sing along with. You can listen at www.turnbacktime.radio or better still by downloading the free Turnback Time Radio app for your Apple or Android device. Turnback Time Radio, great music, great times. It's radio as it should be. Hi, I'm Vanessa Lowe, long jump gold medalist and world record holder. When I was 15, I was waiting to catch my train. In a split second, my life changed. As the train arrived, the crowd surged forward. I was too close to the platform edge, lost my balance and fell into the path of the oncoming train. I was in a coma for two weeks and it took two years to walk again. So please, stand back, look up and stay rail safe. The commentary of the game you're currently listening to is from the volunteers at Women's Australian Rules Football Radio. Founded in 2014, WARF Radio is not just here to provide a professional call the women's game deserves, but also provide important experience for those wanting a career in sports media. If you're a past or present women's footballer or coach or a media student and you'd like to give football commentary a try, visit warfradio.com and click on volunteer. That's warfradio.com and click on volunteer. Do you know what to do if you can't make it on election day? You may be able to vote at an early voting centre or apply for a postal vote. The federal election will be held on Saturday the 21st of May. All Australian citizens aged 18 years and over must vote. COVID-19 safety measures will be in place. Your vote will help shape Australia. To check early voting options and eligibility or to find your nearest polling place, go to aec.gov.au. Authorised by the Electoral Commissioner Canberra. Eleven-point lead to North Melbourne over Williamstown as we begin the final term. Peter Holden and Ben Taylor with you. What a finish this will be! Can Williamstown be giant killers, or will North Melbourne get a vital win in their finals chase? Umpire blows the whistle, calls for a ball up. Rennie Hicks caught with it between centre and centre half forward for the Seagulls. They're going to left to screen the grandstand end of the ground here at Point Jellybrand. Hurry kick out of the pack, looking for McCarthy, who flies through the air. Sophia McCarthy with the football. She is about 45 metres out from goal, 45 degree angle. Umpire lining her up. 
Now you've got Emily Ease there on the goal square. I'm just trying to look for the big targets that she could go to if she can't make the distance. She goes for the pocket. There's two on. Almost hanging onto it as Strafford, and she goes to ground on the ball over the boundary line and out of bounds. That's a pretty good kick there. But I would have liked uh, McCarthy to go back and kick it from there. Well, let's see what happens with this ball in. 25 metres around from the right-hand point post. Ball is spinning back into play. McGrath versus McWilliam in this contest. Both missed out on it. McGrath does the good work here to stop the player and Baxter running through. And the umpire says, holding the football. Free kick going she, the way. She went the fend off and was absolutely cleaned up by her North Melbourne opponents there. So Going the way of the ruse down to Eastman in the back pocket. Eastman looking for some options. Chewing up the clock, and the clock is North Melbourne's friend at the moment. Here's the long kick towards the Morris Street side of the ground. Ball got out the back. Who wants clean hands to it? Whiting. Jones all over her. Jones tries to take it away. DeSanto comes in there, and the umpire says, I'll take the football back, please, and call for a ball up. So what can North Melbourne do here, Pete? They've, they've, got, to, they've got to get a goal early in this last quarter, you would think. Stay wide and look for marks and chew up the clock, is my opinion, as McGrath... Now, did she get into the back? Yes, she did. And uh, free, that was the umpire off the ball that paid that. And McWilliam will end up with the resulting free kick here. Yeah, you think if they play the, the corridor, Williamstown will be able to chop it off. Yeah. So. Now they get... And this will be downfield for a player dealt with afterwards. McWilliam got dumped and uh, a little bit of remonstrating. Kawa comes in there says, what are you doing? Having a uh, little push and shove with McGrath. And that means it's going to end up with DeSanto here for Williamstown. She's going to be around about 70 metres out from goal. Morris Street side of the ground. Top of the goal square. Ease is trying to create maybe too early on the lead. You can see Gibson's already been put into defence for, for North Melbourne. They've already done that move. Winding with a booming kick and just spalled away at the last moment. Lofton clapping to herself saying that she spalled McCarthy and she's happy with it. 5-3-33, Williamstown. 6-7-43, North Melbourne. Now, can they come out of defence? Okay, Mel Nickers. No! She's just given that straight up to Cleland. Yeah, another, another poor kick out of defence. Ali Cleland, the redhead. Thank goodness they're easy to spot on the ground. <laughs> Goes with a little chip kick towards the pocket. Pulled it for McCarthy. Is it just in the boundary? Yes. Yes, according to the boundary umpire who's right on the spot. Sophia McCarthy runs around, goes for the snap. It'll be across the face. Craven dropped it. We'll go for a runaway and got the kick before being claimed by Danuccio. Trying to get involved there is Bridgewater. Umpire says holding without it. Williamstown free kick. He pointed that way and says, Bridgewater, you can take it. She is around about 45, 46 metres out from home when she kicks the football. Umpire says, high in the goal square, downfield free kick to Williamstown. A little bit of how do you do, Lofnane giving it away to Eliza Strafford. And this is a, this is a birthday gift virtually. This was gift wrap, bow on top with the candy card and a $50 Bunnings voucher. You didn't need to do it, did you? Did you? It was uh, undisciplined, especially in, the, in the, the way the game's set up at the moment. Strafford, goal! Yeah, look, uh, it's a pretty big goal to the Seagulls and gives them a lot of confidence uh, for the rest of this game. And North Melbourne back at the drawing board. Oh, boy. They can't save it. They're, yeah, they're, they're, they're going yeah, to they're, they're gonna have to win it 
they, yeah, they can't park the bus. There's no way. They've, they've, they've got to try and win this clearance and try and keep it up their end of the ground. Uh, defensively, they've been rather poor out of defence today. So it's something that if they do lose this game, they're probably going to rue a couple of opportunities. 6-7-43 is North Melbourne. Weemstown, 6-3-39. Nearly five minutes gone in the final term here at Point Jellybrand. You're on WARFradio.com and VFLW.TV. Don't forget, tomorrow we bring you Hawthorne and Essendon. Second versus first from Box Hill City Oval. Going in there is Emily Ease. Got her opponent in the back here. And this will be a free kick for the Kangaroos. And getting up for the Lewis for where Rennie Hicks. Been in a lot today. Hicks gets on the right boot. Kicks it towards the paint, 50 metres out from goal, flying through the air there and uh, couldn't quite bring it in. It was Jasmine Kawa, goes up, got dumped, Paterno watches on and the umpire said there's no pro opportunity. So for at least for the Kangaroos, it's the right end of the ground for them. Half forward flank going towards the city end. Ball is thrown up in the air. McGrath almost got falconed. Kawa, hurry kick away. Over there to Gibson. Little holding on the jumper there, if you don't mind, of McCarthy. Umpire said, never mind. Jones goes in there. And again, no opportunity. We'll call for a ball up near centre wing. It's been a very physical contest, hasn't it? Players going in hard. Last week, Williamstown had a draw against Carlton, which snuffed out Carlton's finals chances. North Melbourne looking to keep their finals hopes alive. Now receiving it and brought to ground is Bridgewater. Umpire said did not have it. Free kick going the way of Williamstown. North Melbourne supporters are not happy with that call. Bridgewater has the ball. Defensive side of centre wing. Beach side of the ground. Drew the player. Went with a hand pass. Long kick down the line. Looking in the Danuccio direction. McCarthy stands tall. Front pot. And will take the mark. Front posse for McCarthy. Her second half has been terrific. Just outmarking the player there in Tegan Bradley. Sophia McCarthy, it's getting willing as well. Players are starting to go down left, right and centre behind the scenes. McCarthy danced around the player there and Nicholas goes towards the top of the goal square. She's got a mark. Tripodi. And the whips, our faithful come alive at Point Jellybrand. Look, um, she's been a pretty influ- influential player this afternoon, Tripodi. She's been in and under and... Again, a bit like Craven, uh, she's in the right spots at the right time. and She was at the drop of the ball there, read it, read it best. Tripodi puts the Seagulls in front. Pete, hey, what are we going to do here, mate? I, I think Williamstown might hold on here. If, if I'm them, I put Gibson on the ball to start this this next contest to try and get a bit of bulk work going through the middle and just try and get it down your half and get something going. That's my opinion. But they've done the move where they're no longer having Gibson in defence. They're putting her up forward because they know now they've got to get it forward and try and win the game because Williamstown lead by two points. Morney and Hicks and those likes are going to have to really put their head down now. Craven, McDonald's on the wing, so... There's plenty of ball getters in there for the Kangaroos. 7 3 45 to 6 7 43. Eight minutes gone in this final term here on WARFradio.com and VFLW.tv. McGrath trying to force her way through there. Trying to jump in there as Bridgewater once more. Sarek dumped a player on the way through. McDonald trying to lay a tackle. Wasn't successful. Hurry kick off the side of the boot for the Seagulls. Goes towards their half forward flank position. And the foot race is on here. And managing to get the football and pick it up. Landwehr goes for a flying shot at goal. It is away to the left hand side. Might have score. 7-4-46, Williamstown. 
6-7-43 North Melbourne. And as we've said all day, the Roos have had trouble coming out of defence. They have. So I think they're going to go long here, Pete, which is what you called for a little bit earlier on. Eastman does go long, finds the tallest player, and McGrath gets paid the mark. McGrath. She's had, she's had a good afternoon, McGrath. Hand pass. Sold a player up the creek at Mel Nickus, but luckily she got taken too high. McWilliam with a sloppy tackle. And Mel Nickus, the former Weemstown player. It wasn't a great handball. Has the resulting free kick. Thought about going backwards to McGrath. Now I like to go sideways. Oh, she should have known better as a former Williamstown player. Don't do that. And the ball went over the boundary line and out of bounds on the full when she was trying to find Craven. And it ended up being with Emily Eves. Eves goes up the line. Good mark taken by McWilliam just inside the boundary line. Three-point lead to Williamstown. The Kangaroos' finals hopes. Hanging by a thread. McWilliam goes long and high. Hands up there. Couldn't quite bring it in. Was McCarthy. Goes to lay the tackle. The umpire said is in the back. All over the back of Ciara Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald right in front of our broadcast position. And a crowd on the edge of their seat here at Point Jellybrand. Goes across and finds Molly Eastman. Eastman towards the back pocket Morris Street side. Taking the mark this time is Amy Smith. Smith's kick. That's a little short pass. They're trying to control the football. Now with McGrath. Ooh, ah, Elizabeth McGrath on the right boot towards the halfback flank. Morris Street side of the ground. Just backing into it as Skinner couldn't hang on to it when she got bumped in the contest. Ball they cry is going into DeSanto. Umpire is circling. Blows the whistle and says it ain't coming out. I'll call for a ball up. She's a tough player, DeSanto. We saw her in a fracker just before the three-quarter time siren. Halfway mark of this final term. Craven is immediately caught and wrapped up there. This time by Tyrell. And the umpire will take the football back again. Serrick goes up in the contest. Both rucks miss the football. Tyrell's lurking on the outside of the contest. Craven's lurking on the outside. Umpire says, I'll take the football back and call for another ball up just inside the boundary line. And uh, that is Kawa giving it back to the umpire. One out by McGrath. Got it across to Rennie Hicks, who got the hurry kick away while under pressure. Excellent football there by Paterno. Turned a player inside out. Clallan going in the contest. McDonald does the shepherding work. Perry King kicks it for the ruse. Now it's on here for a 2-1-1. The Seagulls will be under pressure in defence. Oh, they've gone to ground. Getting the football is Georgia Nicholas. Kicks it towards the goal square. They've got a mark. A mark taken on a 45-degree angle, and it's helped by Sarah Skinner kicking into the breeze, city end, and a chance to put the ruse up. Lana King losing a feed from underneath her there at a costly time. So, Sarah Skinner. She's close. She'll be only kicking from about 12 metres. No, but the breeze is tricky, and it is a 45 or tighter degree angle. In she comes, goes for the pop over the top, and the Roos are back in front. 7-7-49 to 7-4-46. 12 minutes gone, final quarter. Well, it's definitely the one, they, the one they needed, Pete. Against the run of play. Yeah, they just, they're probably just loose checking from the Williamstown players there. Just let, they just sort of got the ball forward with a little bit too much ease, and then... Lana King losing her feet. She'll be disappointed with that. It happens to the best of us, but uh, yeah, not a crucial time. And North Melbourne get that crucial goal. 
This is a health warning. If you take heart pills, I suggest you take them now because this is going to be one heck of a finish here at Point Jellybrand. Roosley by three points. Twelve and a half minutes gone. Final term on wolfradio.com and vflw.tv. Emily E's got spun around and around. Managed to get the hand pass out before the ump blew the whistle. Tripodi now got it across. Here's the kick that almost brought down Rain. Jones hangs onto it. Yes, just long enough according to the umpire. Jess Jones for the Kangaroos. Defensive side of the centre circles. Now likes to go out to the wing. Trying to juggle it there is Amy Smith under pressure. Gets mown down by Tripodi. Ball is now going to be waiting there for Landwehr to try and pick it up. She overran it. Close towards the boundary line. Does it go over now? It does. And we'll call for a ball in. Centre wing beach side of the ground. Craven needed to put a block on there so that her teammate could keep going. But I think she was expecting her teammate to take the mark there. So she kept running forward and ran away from the play. Ball is thrown back in on the deck. Who wants to try and pick it up? Trying to get in there is Annabelle Scott. Umpire from a distance spots it and says it's a free kick going the way of the Seagulls. So the umpire that was 15 metres away from the central umpire was the one that made the call. Jasmine Kawa elects to go with a wind-up. Now kicks it in towards the centre of the ground. McWilliam went through her hand. Gibson's now gone back to defence. And she, from centre-half back, has coughed up the football. Put it straight down the throat of Jasmine Kawa. You called it, Pete, but Gibson. Centre wing position. Tries to draw the player. Goes for the hand pass to Whiting. Who goes with a rocket of a kick down the line. Couldn't quite juggle it there was Baxter. Ball got out the back. Over the top of it is Price. Price went the ground. Gibson got the hurry kick away. Close to the boundary line. Craven got the hurry kick around the corner. And it is out of bounds on the full. Yeah, Williamstown locking down now. Squeezing the ground and making it pretty tough for North Melbourne. The kick now is with Alana Sarek. She is 50 metres out from goal. Will go for the top of the square. Puts it up. Through the hands of Craven. Price at her feet. Fitzgerald with a hand pass. In goes Baxter. Not taking high. Ball over the boundary line and out of bounds. Tackle laid on by Lisa Lofname. I'm glad the umpire didn't pay a free kick there. I think... Uh, Williamstown forward there and Alec Baxter looking for one that wasn't there. Ball to be thrown in. It'll come into the hot spot 30 metres out from the Williamstown goal. Missed out there by Sarah on that occasion. Ball on the ground. Sarah Skinner tried to go with a hurried hand pass. Miss Bradley, her intended target. Trying to lay on the bump. Land where? In goes Danuccio. Danuccio tries to bust her way through like a bulldog. And the umpire says the ball has gone out and there was no opportunity. You can throw it back in. 25 metres out from the Weemstown goal. Under five minutes remaining in this game. North Melbourne lead by three points. Ball is back into play. Spinning back in. Jess Jones goes for the tap. Almost to herself to run onto it. Clellan gets in there for Weemstown. Holds the football up. Almost on the paint. 50 out from goal. We'll call for a ball up. Gibson's uh, barking orders. Uh, just at the last line of defence there, making sure that her North Melbourne teammates know what's going on. Chapati guts it out, looking for Landwehr to try and run onto the football. Ended up giving it up. Oh, she stole the football back! Landwehr! And it's touched! It's touched! It's touched! It's touched! Minor score. They were celebrating, but they've just realised it's touched. It's only a point. <laughs> touched off the boots. Oh, quick call by the umpire there. Minor score. The scoreboard showing goal, which is incorrect. It is only a point. Scoreboard shows Weemstown up. That is incorrect. It is a point. It is two points the difference. North Melbourne lead Weemstown. The ball over the boundary line and out of bounds. 
I heard the scoreboard attendant knows how to fix the scoreboard. Yes, they have. 47-49, North Melbourne's way. Oh, what a game, Pete. And in the what meantime, the I'm... ball ends up in the hands of Emily Paterno. She goes towards centre wing. Came off hands. Going through the legs there of Amy Smith. Jumping in there, Aubrey Rhodes. Umpire once again calls for a ball up. They're keeping it on that, that boundary side. They go to the corridor and Williamstown get a cheap one out the back. They could be in trouble. Ball is dropped as courtesy of Tripodi coming in, laying on a big tackle. Umpire again calls for a ball up. We have gone 17 minutes in the final quarter. Two points of difference. We couldn't have a draw, could we, two weeks in a row? Don't Could say we? That, Pete. Don't say that, Pete. Nick William going in there as Emily Eves to lay a tackle to dump Scott. Ball on the ground. Danuccio is fierce, but the umpire says too fierce, too high. And a free kick going the way of Mel Nickus for North Melbourne. The former Winstown footballer now at the ruse. Ashley Mel Nickus hesitant and elects to go down the line for safety with the kick. Juggling, juggling, juggling. Manoa's there for Weemstown. Couldn't quite hang on to it. Spinning out of it is Strafford, the captain. Goes for a run, takes him on. Goes towards the half-forward flank. Gibson, one-two by to the cherry. That's what happens when you've got experience there in defence for North Melbourne. Ah, very good mark there. She'll slow it down now, but still aware that they've probably got to score again. Gibson, two minutes. I don't know. I think there might be enough time to kill the clock if you play it smart. Craven there. Hand pass back by Tyrell using Kawa. Now the hurry kick around the corner, looking for Danuccio over her head. They've got to touch it before it goes out, otherwise it will be last touch disposal rule. Close against the boundary line. Mel Nickers has to commit. Landwehr went at her. Now with Bradley off the side of her boot. Swings in the breeze. Craven takes a mark. About a minute and a half remaining in the game. North Melbourne two points up here at Point Jellybrand. Craven. And oh, sucked in again. This time the other way, remember, it's the stand rule. The umpire said, hurry up. The player gets confused that it's play on when it's not. And therefore, a 50-metre penalty happened. It's happened both ways today. And as I call it, a ridiculous rule by someone who's overpaid at AFL headquarters. <laughs> Suck them! Anyway, look, North Melbourne now. They've got to just run down the clock and make sure they get a score here. I think they should change it at least to being if the umpire gives a hurry up, it should be an automatic play on, so there's no confusion. Particularly when emotions are high. But as I said, it's been both ways today and it's been no advantage to either side. Kawa's kick is intercepted by Gibson. We have got under a minute remaining. Gibson for North Melbourne. Now looking for Eastman, who's dropped it. Eastman under pressure. Her kicking towards the middle of the ground. Too many Weemstown players have gone too deep. This is not good for them. Now it goes to Eastman. What are they doing deep with 30 seconds remaining? This is crazy. Eastman now goes towards Gibson. Gibson marks it. Gibson with the football. Danucci on the mark. 20 seconds remaining. Here's the kick down the line. They need a mark here, Williamstown, or they need clean possession. They've got it. Kawa's just got to get going quickly. 13 seconds remaining. Now kicks it down the line. Bouncing football. Can Price run onto it? She can't. Lofney caught too high. Oh. Free kick, North Melbourne. They'll hang on to win. And it's over. North Melbourne keep their finals hopes alive. 7-7-49, defeating Williamstown 7-5-47. Uh, great game, Pete. Glad I was, I was here with you to witness this one. Uh, North Melbourne just grinded it out at the end. Uh, 
some good coaching there at the end of the game, putting Gibson uh, back down back. Just uh, shored them up a little bit in defence and it's probably what they lacked in the second quarter when Williamstown went on their run. So they, they got the win, they did what they had to do and plenty to work on at training during the week, you'd think. Who knows if it would have changed the result, but after that, obviously that 50 metre got paid and then Williamstown won the ball. The problem was with about 40 seconds left, too many Williamstown players were down at their defensive half when it's like you've got to win the game. It doesn't matter if, if North Melbourne get a run on. You've got to roll the dice. You've got to push up. You've, yeah, it's, you it's, be, you have to, to go win down, it. Better to go down by two Eight goals than go, then, then go down yeah. by, by players that were more than a kick away from the ball when really they should have all been up and just, you know, who cares if the North Melbourne player takes them on? It's, you know, you've got to create something. Nah, being stuck down in defence is not going to create anything for you. I thoroughly enjoyed the contest. I think both teams are really in and under. Uh, you know, they both had periods of the game where they, where they dominated. And in the end, North Melbourne just had that little bit more polish. But I'll tell you what, Williamstown are unlucky. They were very unlucky in front of their home home oh. base here and in front of their home fans. And look, they, they probably deserve the win. But yeah, look at it, it might be doing a disservice to Elizabeth McGrath's ruck work and the and the running all day from Rennie Hicks. Yeah. But in my humble opinion, the, the big difference in the end was Brittany Gibson. Three goals, and as they said, at the crucial moments, they threw her down in defence and was just that bigger body, which is hard to move, and she's smart. She reads the ball well, takes the grab, relieves a little bit of the pressure. She was crucial in those dying few minutes. Oh, absolutely. She was... She was there when it counted in the third quarter, kicking two or three goals, and then, yeah, um, I don't know, the coach made the right move there. She was a really, really influential player. I've mentioned her throughout the afternoon. Craven, I thought, was terrific. Um, yeah, look, uh, it was just a really fought-out contest. McRae, yeah. you, let's, let's not forget her. Oh, yeah. She dominated the ruck today. Um, clearly... Won the hit-out count convincingly. I'll probably go through that with you in a few minutes. But, yeah, yeah. look, it was... Uh... And, and, and I also think this kind of sums up Williamstown's last two years. They've been unlucky that injury's taken away some of their better players. We see glimpses through the years of Williamstown at their best. We saw it in the second quarter. We saw it in patches in this final quarter. We see moments where Williamstown are a very exciting football team. But like with North Melbourne having Gibson, they're just, and again, courtesy of injury robbing them a few players, they're just missing those one or two experienced or elite players that can just steer the ship and get them over the line in, in situations like this. Yeah, well, I thought um, Sophia McCarthy uh, was probably one of Williamstown's best today. She really presented every time the ball was in her area. Um, probably just couple of decisions she made uh, in terms of whether she could have taken the kick herself or whatever. Um, you know, might have cost her at the end. Kawa was great for Williamstown. Really solid all day. Um, yeah. Uh, Danuccio sort of gave him a bit of grunt, you know, uh, at, uh, at and various and stages. Watch, and watch here. Annabelle Scott's about to get the chair off the ground. Her 50 games today for Annabelle Scott. And uh, what a way for her to bring up 50 games in an exciting uh, victory 7749 to 7547. This is where you need a boundary rider, Pete. I could, <laughs> I could have gone down there. Mate. And also, as well, for Rennie Hicks. Fantastic efforts for them, too. And for them, 
Fantastic performance in the end for North Melbourne. They had to defend against the Breeze. They had really one roll the dice, didn't they, going forward in that quarter. And that was Sarah Skinner who kicked the goal, who put him in front. And uh, for the Kangaroos, their finals hopes remain alive. They have the Bulldogs next week, the winless Bulldogs. The Bulldogs almost gave a fright against the Pies earlier today. But North Melbourne will back themselves against the Bulldogs. And if they win that, then it comes down to the final round, where they'll be needing Geelong to beat Collingwood once again. And then on the last day of the home and away season, they will need to roll the Southern Saints and will know exactly how much they will have to beat them by. But North Melbourne's finals hopes, they're breathing. No, it's, uh, look, well, while there's a pulse, you know, there's still uh, still some hope for the... Call for away the, the priest. Don't call the last rites. Call the priest off. <laughs> yeah, I still think they've got some growth in their team that, um, that can make them better. Uh, if up forward, most definitely uh, Paterno and, and who's the other one? Skinner there. I know she's got a goal at the end there, but I think they've got to impact more. They, they impact more throughout the whole game. They'll be better. They'll be better. I'll get the disposal getters from you in a moment's time. Who led the disposals for North Melbourne and then Weemstown. But goal kickers at full time look like this. For North Melbourne, it's three to Gibson, two to Skinner, singles to Rhodes and Craven. For Weemstown, two to Tripodi, singles to McCarthy, Strafford, Kawa, Baxter and McWilliam. And how what do the disposal count look like at full time? Well, so for Williamstown, Shani Whiting had 21 today. Uh, 20 kicks, two marks, and a handball. So she, putting it on that big uh, left foot of hers, 60 <laughs> metres down the ground. Kawa, we mentioned, I mentioned her before, 17 disposals. Tripodi was solid. Uh, she had 15. And McCarthy, we loved her game, 12 disposals. And for North Melbourne, uh, McGrath in the middle, 18. Can't go past her. She was probably... One of the most dominant players on the ground, if not the most dominant. Uh, Craven had 16, Hicks 16, and Annabelle Scott with 16. And Gibson, the goal kicker, three goals, three and 15 disposals. Uh, for the match, Pete, uh, that's probably it's probably going to tell the story. So, uh, was it, who's that? Uh, Williamstown, 29 inside 50s to 20. And so they were coming hard against North Melbourne in the second half. And North held possession 56 to 44 in percentage terms. Yeah, so the, the tackle count there, obviously, you could feel that Williamstown probably deserved to win the game. You can see with the tackle count there, 56 to 44. They were all over the Kangaroos at various parts of the game. Let us plug for tomorrow. Absolutely. On WARFradio.com and at the ground on 89.1 FM at Box Hill City Oval from 8.30 tomorrow and on VFLW.TV from 9.30 a.m. at the first bounce. Hawthorne versus Essendon. The two sides that will be going into the AFLW's Victorian expansion teams. Second versus first and quite possibly will decide the minor premiership and home ground advantage in the finals. I'm a bit jealous I'm not going to be there with you again tomorrow, Pete. But uh, look, I was, uh, it's going to be a ripper. It's going to be an absolute ripper. I think Hawthorne have the edge at home. A lot of people are tipping Hawthorne. I'm going to go Essendon four goals. I think they'll make a statement. I think they'll come out and go whack. 
But um, it will be a very interesting one. And I can tell you, our commentary team for tomorrow, yours truly, straight off an overnight shift at work, so I'll be a bit delirious. Joined by Brent Sternberg and special comments from the A3 podcast, Alex Doherty, and her debut on wharfradio.com, five-time Darabin Premiership coach Peter Searle. Well, I don't think you can get much better than that. Pete. We're rolling out the big guns for the big game. Uh, you've had a couple of debuts this weekend as well. So, no, look, I was glad I, I could help you out today, mate. I was thoroughly enjoyed the contest. Uh, great game. And yeah, North Melbourne get the points, but only just. Yes, for Williamstown, heartache for them. I've always said about the Seagulls, when they're at their best, they always feel like a side that should be somewhere between 6th and 8th on the ladder. This really should be a game where they were trying to fight for the finals. Williamstown feel like they have that potential, but as I said, they always just miss that little cream of the crop that's able to finish off uh, winning situations where they should be winning like today. But North Melbourne, like last year, slow out of the blocks, but like a marathon. They're starting to... They've turned the 32K mark, and they're starting to pick up a bit of steam coming home. Can they make the finals... We'll be finding out over the next couple of weeks. In the end, North Melbourne 7-7-49, defeat Weemstown 7-5-47. Ben Taylor, thank you very much for your company this afternoon. Peter, it's been great, mate, and looking forward to do it again another time. I'm Peter Holden. I look forward to your company, 8.30am tomorrow morning for Hawthorne and Essendon, right here on WARFradio.com. Bye for now.